0: Good morning, everybody. It's episode sixty-six of the Redley Predator Cast. I am your host, JD. It's Kevin's theme pick today. Nobody, How you doing, Kevin? Nobody should
1: trust me with these picks ever again because all these games oh, not all of them. Most of them are trash. <laughs> Actually, half half were trash. I don't know. We'll talk. <laughs>
0: we will talk. Seems to be your moniker every every podcast, Kevin. No, <laughs> we did move all these games. We did, <clears throat> except one, except two, except yeah, whatever.
2: I'm an <laughs> indecisive person. I don't know. My last theme—I don't think I had one good game.
0: Well, I mean, we've done movie games before, and it didn't go so well. (laughs) So why would it go well in the sequel?
3: (laughs) Hey, we had at least one good one.
1: Yeah, we Yeah, one
2: out of five. Hey, you know, that's like... 20%. That's passing,
1: right? Listen, that's that's enough to Mm, shut up. I don't
2: want to go to your school system,
0: Joey.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mine was the one that... (laughs) You tried. My theme was the one that didn't have any truly good games. Oh, yeah, that's
1: right.
3: God damn it, Colin. You'll thank me for oh, next... Whatever. So, for those wondering... Hmm. Anyway.
0: Colin's uh, microphone uh, that we're hearing is from his phone, because Discord's giving him issues this morning. Yeah, I don't know. At f- least with his computer. I don't know what the Like fuck it's what? Doing.
3: Hmm. In any case, it won't let me Maybe connect it's time you chat. Get it.
0: Maybe it's time you spend $100 on a Chromebook.
3: Yeah, as if... Chromebook doesn't have audacity. As if I have that kind of You can always put cash. it on there.
0: Hmm. Crazy. well get your stimulus check and stop being poor
3: <laughs> oh gee why didn't i think of that
0: <laughs> yeah so good good advice uh that's what i'm here for <laughs> kevin what is our theme pick today
1: uh undead people
0: that's
2: titled t- zombies nope
1: yeah. nope nope that, that's classifying too broad that is that is not cool man
2: you can't say the Z word. Yeah, you can't say. You can't say the Z it's offensive.
0: word. Offensive. When did that? When did that? When did that become offensive? When I
1: decided it right now, and I will cancel this podcast. When the right Walking right Dead air
2: <laughs> Cancel culture.
0: Oof. Well, I'm gonna have to uh, get you to file a uh, bureaucratic, uh, super serious uh, grievance note with the p- uh, head of the podcast. Uh,
1: don't use your fancy lawyer words and me, nerd. To know that you're offensive. <laughs> mm.
2: We're going to Twitter with this. Well, so yeah. when
0: I look at your grievance, I will contemplate and think about what I said. <laughs> wow. You you mean that? I, I will.
1: I don't believe Do you. Mean that. I don't believe you at all.
0: Uh, so, yes, Zombies is the theme pick today. Uh, we'll get to why Kevin picked it. Uh, we will. We actually planned ahead for once uh, for a number of titles. So, I'm quite excited for the podcasts ahead during this pandemic period. For some. Playing many games there is a new segment i'm introducing to the cast today
4: i wish
1: i was ready for this
0: well it's in the agenda i don't if read you would have read it
1: i can't read you know that
0: it's just a f- fun little short thing uh just to have a little have a little fun with so look forward to that that's a little bit later Ooh. and what games have we been playing joey
2: Ooh, i did, did beat you ori with? two yeah, I didn't hundred percent it because I don't like the races, so I did everything about except for that stuff. Um, but yeah, I had to beat it. And then Man. I started playing uh Modern Warfare Call of Duty Warzone. Uh-huh, the yeah. battle royale game. But what I think about Ori, is that what you want to know? Yeah. I still I don't think care the first one Kong. is uh better. <laughs> but the second one wasn't bad. I liked it, but I still like the first one better.
0: It seems to me, uh, I dabbled in it again last night, Um, I haven't played much since the last podcast, Uh, it seems to me it's more of just a flavor of, do you like the first game's mechanics more, or the second ones? Because otherwise they're basically the same concept game.
2: Yeah, I just don't like that you lost some skills just because it's a new game, there was no story element to losing, sticking to a wall, just because they wanted to change how it... You do your abilities. Like, I don't like that. Just give me a story reason. Say you got hit on his head and you forgot all his skills or something. Just give me a reason that I don't have what I had.
0: Uh, well, okay, game. how about this? Kayfabe the Lightning Storm shocked him, and he lost it.
2: Okay, fair enough.
0: There you go. And how... All right, I'll ask. How's the, call, how's the Call of Duty Warzone?
2: It's actually a lot of fun, although the game is gigantic. It's 90 gigs. So, but, I mean, playing with friends is actually... Not too bad. I thought it would be a lot worse. My friend's been trying to get me to play for two weeks and I finally caved in, but I enjoyed it. It was actually surprisingly fun.
0: Well, it's a battle royal. It's it's a very popular
2: genre these days.
1: Fortnite, yeah, though. I, also <laughs> I, a
2: battle royal. Still I still haven't strong. played Fortnite, so maybe next time.
0: Colin, did you finish Doom Eternal?
3: I did. Raw was a uh, pretty What'd you think? Overall, it was a pretty fun ride. I mean, I feel like it went in a bit of a more cartoony direction this time than the first game. I mean, Doom 2016 felt suitably gritty, even with all the over-the-top violence, but Eternal went in a bit more of a wacky direction, I felt. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it was kind of campy. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just not sure I felt like as much of a badass killing demons with this one. Although that final boss fight was a lot of fun,
0: what's the final boss fight entail?
3: You're uh, shooting off all the armor and flesh of a giant, a giant bull-headed demon, wrecking the city.
0: Oh, is it like those big corpses that you see uh, throughout the levels, scattered?
3: Uh, not quite. This one's like Godzilla size.
0: Oh, so it's even bigger. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pretty epic.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I have to agree a little bit with what Yahtzee said about it feeling more bloated than the first game. But overall, I'm glad I played it. And there's plenty of game features to screw around with until some story DLC shows what comes along. Because I'm sure there's going to be something con- directly connecting the, the end of 2016 with beginning of Eternal. It's a big time gap. I can tell.
0: I mean, there's a lot of text in the game to get all the lore.
3: Yeah, but you can ignore it if you want. It's not necessary to... It is Doom. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward game otherwise. Story's just a bonus.
0: Hmm. Okay.
3: I I also... Well,
0: if you want to hear... My thoughts, or even my mom's thoughts, over some games, uh, you can definitely check out the Modern Gamecast that just released a few days ago. I shall. From the January through March episode.
3: Cool. And uh, I also started uh, started playing Sonic Colors.
0: Ooh, I quite like that game.
3: Yeah, I mean, the visuals and the music remind me a lot of Mario Galaxy.
0: Yes. yeah it's like team sonic looked at mario galaxy and went i think we can do that (laughs) (laughs) let's
2: see how it works yeah
3: (laughs) and i I like the gameplay i like how it switches between 3d perspective and 2d side-scrolling perspective every now and again plus all the new moves you can do with alien powers Mm -hmm. and i even found the humor to be decently funny mean myself chuckling a few times. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm going to say something a little controversial, probably. Set. So, I actually played Mario Galaxy and Sonic Colors kind of back-to-back to each other uh, when I got my Wii U that I ended up getting those two games uh, so I could play it on there. Uh, this was when I was in training for Halliburton. So, I was, like, at this facility for six weeks. Uh... So I was playing those games, and after it was all said and done, Mario Galaxy is a way better game and way better made, but I had more fun with Sonic Colors. I was just about to say, how
1: is, how is saying Mario Galaxy is a better game controversial at all? <laughs>
0: was the
2: last
1: part. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You got, you oh, had me you should in the first waited. Half. You should have waited for the line, Kevin. Because ha-
2: everyone knows Sonic is a bitter franchise than Mario. Uh, more
1: I have something to say about that when we talk about games I've been playing, but we'll <laughs> go on about that.
0: Yeah, like the, um, the fun factor of colors I just had. It, I don't know. The game just brought a big smile to my face more often. Uh, the i don't know it's just a fun fact could it it's have just,
1: been just higher for the me. shock that the sonic team actually made a, a decent 3d sonic game and you were just more taken back by that was generations before or after colors after are you sure yes
0: okay then maybe <laughs> maybe you're right
1: <laughs> it's just like whoa they did it it doesn't totally suck <laughs> but it's okay no, I wouldn't say the game sucks at all. No, that's what I'm saying. You're like, whoa, this isn't right. The same thing with Lost World.
0: Uh, I have that for the 3DS. And it does some...
1: Well, it's a different game than the Wii U one. I think.
0: Mm, well, they added some uh, kind of motion controls to the 3DS. Oh, gross. Where you gotta... Well, it's it's kind of cool. Like, some boss fights, you have to actually uh, move the 3DS around... Uh, like a camera so like the, there, I remember this there was a boss battle and this was really cool actually the uh, the boss like moves around this in this uh, circular motion you know around you 360 degrees and if he goes behind you you have to actually kind of turn your whole body and 3ds around uh, to get Sonic to look behind him hmm. does that make sense
1: yeah, it just sounds awful. I don't like motion controls, especially my three D. Well, it wasn't
0: motion control. Like I don't the, want to turn the, my the, whole the...
1: body. Is my point, I guess.
0: Yeah, it was, I was because I remember this. I was uh, I was offshore working. I was playing this in my bed, and all of a sudden it's saying you gotta you gotta move. I'm like I'm like in my bed, motion, <laughs> trying to look behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, this is really cool, but I can't do this in a bunk. <laughs>
1: yeah, really. What if I'm sitting in a corner? Can't do it.
0: I'm like hitting hitting the wall to the left of me.
2: Ah shit <laughs>
1: There's a boss here guys, you don't understand.
0: Uh so yeah, Sonic Colors. What did what did you overall think um more of it, Colin? <laughs> that was English. Uh,
3: I haven't played that much of it, but I'm definitely interested to play more. And Alrighty. I also finally beat Fight and Rage. That is to say I got like three of the endings. uh, There's
1: multiple endings in that.
3: Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. They they actually, as soon as you beat it once, there's this whole chart comes about. So there's like multiple branching paths, and then, Mm. and depending if you saved certain NPCs lives or not, you can you'll go to you'll be able to access certain paths and get a different ending based on that. They Interesting. Finished it with the uh, the main female character and then I finished it again as Ricardo, the big muscle bound minotaur guy who looks like the, the mayor from Final Fight if he had a bull's head. Ha. Ah, yeah. Sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're into that. Don't Yeah, he's name. the he's the big heavy hitter. So he's not as
1: Kevin, did you just say kink shame? Don't uh, listen. We're listening to Colin right now. <laughs>
3: okay. <So> yeah. <laughs> Ricardo does a fuck ton of damage with every one of his hits, so playing as him is very satisfying. And you, there's even multiple endings you can get if you have like if you play couch co-op, although the the game allows you to unlock. a and a co-op AI option. So you don't necessarily need a, sec- a real-life second player to be able to get new endings from that. So, yeah. And sh- to sum up, the replay value on it is immense. So if you, if that's your bag, definitely check this one out.
0: Alrighty. Uh, so last night, after wait, I was wait, done wait, wait, wait. Uh, I got getting my spirit broken, I got one. One more, okay.
3: Yeah, I finally started playing Lunar Silver Star Story in in depth. Ooh. Yep, I.
0: That's probably going to be a uh, RPG cult classic episode. Uh, that that game.
3: Yeah, if we probably if we hadn't that. already talked about it on the Sega CD episode. Got him.
0: Well there wait, did you say Silver Star Story or the sequel?
3: Silver Star Story.
0: Oh, okay. Like the revamp every, every version of Lunar I've Star.
1: ever seen is only Silver Star. It's always like Silver Star Story, Silver Star Complete, Silver Star. I'm like, is there another Lunar game ever?
3: Yeah, there is. There's a sequel. There is Lunar. 2, yeah, but I never see I it.
1: <laughs> it's always like Silver Star or something. I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is the same game or not.
3: No, nah, there there is a Lunar 2. I know that much. The one I'm What's playing is, subtitle? is just a revamp of the Sega CD version on PlayStation. Hmm. But anyway, the, me- the mechanics remind me a lot of Chrono Trigger and Legend of Heroes. It's like, there's no random battles. And because you can actually see the enemies before you fight. And then you don't. There's sort of a grid system where the units need to be close enough to attack and the party trails behind you while you're traveling. No combo attacks unfortunately but still a good challenge. And if you find yourself up against a piss easy enemy you can just fast forward the fight by turning on AI battle and then the game will just beat it for you. Which is fairly handy. The main The main character is unfortunately kind of bland, since he doesn't have very many lines. Kind of like the main guy in Tokyo Mirage Sessions. At least the other characters are sufficiently personality-driven to make up for it. There are some pop culture references in the English version that can get a little cringy, like when one of the other characters is talking about impressing the ladies and literally he'll says he'll in- he'll introduce himself with a line like bond ramus bond <laughs> it's like wow dude it
0: <laughs> uh, sounds like like a captain cork thing <laughs> <laughs> hello ladies look how amazing i am is my hair perfect i know you're jealous nice to meet you <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Allow me to give you the honor of shaking my hand.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's some Zap Branding. Can't do that anymore. Right
0: oh, Zap Branding, Captain Cork, Wretch and Clank, all all those kind of characters. uh I think I think there's a Captain Quirk in the Space Quest series as well. How <laughs> I think about it.
3: Yeah. So far, I've only played two and a half hours and fought one boss, but. Definitely interested in playing this one to the end, so you'll be hearing more about. that. Definitely
0: that. sounds like an RPG. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: I, I remember playing that for the Sega CD, and um, really got to go back to that. Really do someday, possibly. I'm, I'm really, I'm really doing well on my uh, kind of list that I've made of crazy backlog of just ra- random games that i really really want to beat for my own kind of interest and historical purpose and tomb raider on the sega saturn was one of them and i finally beat it last night Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah i finally beat it well i mean i was playing i was playing on playing uh some of the podcast games and trying to trying to continue my uh, journey of 2020 and in, into beating at least one podcast game per episode and uh did, did not able was not able to do that for this episode uh, because yeah i failed a couple of them just broke my spirit and I was enjoying them the most and uh, it just didn't it wasn't meant to be so then I turned on Tomb Raider on my sega Saturn uh which by the way thank God for the uh the uh, the, the the cart that i have the pseudo Saturn and the um the the mega cart that allows me to uh, play the region-free games anyways. Uh, because the battery, the save battery in the back died on me, mm-hmm. and I always back up my save files to those. Oh my god, if I didn't have, didn't have that backed up, uh, I would have lost all of my progress.
1: I honestly forgot how the oh, Saturn shit. save without that.
0: Yeah, the Saturn saves via a watch battery oh, in the back.
1: <laughs> those are going to last forever, so no need well, to worry okay, about that. So,
0: so I discovered this. Um, if if you have the pseudo Saturn card or the 4M, uh, the 4M cart, uh, you can back up your save file, but you have, the only way you can do that is, so y- it still saves via the watch battery as long as you keep the Saturn on, right? Yeah. As soon as you turn it off, it resets and cleans it. However, if you press the reset button on the Saturn, it just restarts the Saturn and the save battery maintains its, its, uh, memory.
1: Okay. Right? So it needs constant power.
0: Right. It just needs the constant power. So then before you turn it off, you just have to remember to reset it, transfer your save file from, from the dead battery to one of your uh, carts, and then before you start up the game again, you just transfer it back. It takes
1: like a second. Hey, I'm going to throw this out no there. Time it at sounds all. really shitty and inconvenient. Saturn sucks. Boo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, it would have been nice to... Uh, have a memory card uh, like the PlayStation did. Mm. That was that you know. Well, looking back on it, when you compare the disc systems, oh, that is a that is a great, great little invention there.
1: The memory card, crazy thought.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, the of course the N64 went full cartridge. So you just save it on that. But anyways. Uh. So yeah, I beat Tomb Raider Sega Saturn, and um, I had never played past the Aqueduct before. I've always played that first. Uh, mission section, you know, the one with the dinosaur and everything, and the T-Rex that comes after you,
3: and all the raptors and whatnot. As they do. Colin, you remember. Oh, do I ever. Especially with the Canadian Uh, lumberjack guy. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've only played Anniversary uh, all the way through. So, I actually thought that Anniversary was just an upgraded uh, kind of remaster of the first one hence 10 year anniversary edition is it not uh no it's a reimagining
1: that sounds weird but okay
0: so it's it's the same kind of plot and concept of the first game mm-hmm. but a lot of things are changed level uh, le- levels in the later games are totally different it's in it's a it's like an homage to the first game if anything so i finally got to by the way, the aqueduct still sucks ass. I hate it. No wonder I like never played past it. Water
1: level <laughs>
4: suck no. As, as,
0: yeah, you have to. It's yeah, it's filling and and um draining the aqueduct, going through. It's it's just a very labyrinthian uh, way uh, to go about everything.
4: Mm.
0: Um, but when you get to Atlantis, uh, the going inside the Great Pyramid. It's called Atlantis, basically. And um, I didn't know this, but I thought I was, like, entering this demon world because things are, like, pulsating. There's, like, these demon creatures coming out of pods and shit coming at me. Of course they all explode. Why wouldn't like, oh, boy. Everything explodes like, na- like napalm going off. I died so many times just shooting these fuckers. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, yeah. Like, um... Just the other day... Uh, you could probably see it on my Twitter. It's like eleven o'clock at night, midnight or something. I'm. Uh, it took me like an hour to finally get up to a platform that I finally found. It got there. Uh, pull a lever, and then of course the, these flying fuckers come out, and I'm shooting them, shooting them, shooting them, and of course by the time I finally kill them, they're right on me. And this is when I discovered they explode. Just explodes and kills me in a second. Oh, Great. No. I'm like motherfucker all the way back. <laughs> I'm so mad. I turned it. I was like, say, I was about to like turn it off and go. No, I gotta restart. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so that all happened, and uh, turns out, big major plot point is the uh, the woman, um, whatever the businesswoman that hires you to find the the scion pieces. Uh, the ski on.
1: No, it's a. She's it's a actually it's a. It's a car. She's these uh, are car. Fixed. Yeah,
0: it's the. It's the Toyota car from yeah. from the past future.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, she's apparently like a scientist from the uh, Atlantis days, and they kind of cryo froze her or whatever. And uh, she's been doing exper uh, like science experiments in this uh, in this pyramid. uh so it's like a kickstart of evolution, so everyone's actually mutated, all these creatures and whatnot. It's all part of her big science experiment she wants to take over the world. As, uh, yep. I was like, oh, so they're not demons in hell and there's no portal. So I was thinking like Doom still.
4: <laughs> like
0: Okay, cool. Uh, very cool last section of the game, the whole blowing up and you escape the pyramid. Uh, not as cool as a boss fight, as I, as you would imagine, uh, because it's Tomb Raider. <laughs> they seem to always be lackluster on those, but the fight just before that was really cool. It's like this half mutated skeleton corpse thing that's not quite all there. You know, it's 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 something like out of Attack on Titan where it's only the upper half and arms. <laughs> it's coming at you. I was like, that was cool. Uh, so yeah, Tomb Raider Sega Saturn, consider it beaten. I give it a a thumbs up uh really really you can definitely see a lot of action adventure games are like this is the bl- that's the blueprint for games today that's Kevin you remember when i asked in the uh, in your discord chat like a week or so ago I was like what do you think some of the best games that are ever made in like influential made a series selling etc etc et yeah like all the series yep i got to put tomb raider on on my list ooh
1: i can see
4: it
0: yeah yeah, it, it's it's there's just so much to it, and with the the fantastical story and the gameplay elements, it's it's that good. Yeah. Uh, and then I beat Final Fantasy VII remake uh, yesterday afternoon as well. Forty three hours. You beat the game part token.
1: one of uh, remake. Yeah.
0: Assuming that more parts are coming out yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Square. It is Square we're talking about here.
1: We announced it. It's coming. Uh, maybe actually
0: no It just the the last line in the game is uh what did it say it said uh like the story will continue or something okay buddy (laughs) it doesn't say like it doesn't give you a day it doesn't give you anything it just says the story will continue i was like yeah in the original (laughs) that still exists
1: (laughs) i gotta say the one thing i saw from that game that is the best line ever i haven't bought it i saw somebody streaming it it's one. Oh, there's a
0: lot of good Oh, uh, when
1: when cloud's cross-dressing and tifa's like is that he goes yep got it nailed it." thanks moving on and i was like oh, yeah yeah i
0: i even posted on twitter too yeah, yeah t-, t. yeah so cloud's uh cross-dressing he's in corneo's little bdsm chamber he's just been gassed and then he wakes up and tifa's wait cloud but your hair your clothes your uh oh your skin and he goes, yes, nailed it, thank you, move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. I died. I was like, yes. Because cause Colin, you remember when when it was announced and we're just like, I don't know if they're going to have this cross-dressing thing in 2020. better,
3: because
1: yeah. I would have loved it if people got outraged from it, I would have just sat and grabbed my popcorn, like,
3: yeah, I was get over it. I was yeah. wondering if something like that would happen, but then I think maybe few months down the line I, there was an official announcement by square that yes the cross-dressing scene would be in the game so i was like I really okay cool
1: An official announcement about that
0: yeah it it's so i can honestly say after completing it uh 43 hours very satisfied with the length that's for sure but uh question no no buts oh uh, no i
1: know uh, I, I have an actual question about it because this is okay. like something i worried about like Being that that whole game itself originally was like 40 hours, like how much padding is there in just the Midgard part? Because I was watching somebody play. I'm like, I don't remember half this stuff from Midgard, but I'm like, this seems like a whole lot of padding for them to be like, it's 40 hours. It's 40 hours. It's a full game. Trust us.
0: There's, I would, I would put it as there's one section of the game that's padded. Everything else felt very natural. Uh, to the story, character building, everything was felt necessary. Okay. There's just one, one Aerith section uh, where you're traveling through this underground freeway. I spoke about it last time.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Where you have to do this robot arm puzzle. Yeah. And it's I absolutely nonsense. And the walking on the rooftop section was very, very needlessly long. That was. The, that Those two particular areas sections amount to about an hour and a half, two hours mm-hmm. of the 43 that I played. That's the only part that felt padded. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, they, they integrated uh, many elements of the story very well through later parts of the game that you find out. It felt better, actually, in a lot of ways. The characters, uh, you're definitely able to connect with the characters a lot more. Um, there's some, there's one goofy moment where Cloud is with only Aerith and Tifa and they're like going through the, uh, the ghost train yard and they're kind of holding on to him and he's like,
1: oh God, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it, we've all, we've all played Final Fantasy 7 here, right? Before I ask this.
2: I have. I haven't, but I don't really care.
1: All right. Do you care about spoilers or no?
2: Not at all. Okay. If I cared, I would have already played it. So,
1: all right, everyone listening, there's that. Now, JD, does it end with the whole big... Aerith, die thing. No. Oh, it's not that part. Okay. No, no. no. I want to see if Cloud. Uh, well, there well. is
0: like a little. There is like a little hint of. So Cloud gets these kind of visions uh, involving Sephiroth, and then when uh, in the later part of the game, Aerith is kind of communicating like her because she can kind of see the future in ways because she's connected to the planet and fate and all that nonsense.
1: Yes, yeah, JRPG stuff. And
0: then there's. There's visions of like the future plot elements, and there's the whole lake scene that it looks at. And I was like, ah, it's just like for a split second, you go, ah, I saw it. Did you get that? Did you get past that? yeah me, <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly that kind of reaction. Um, but yeah, I w- the big thing I was worried was where it was going to end, how it was going to end. And does not give you a sour note? And I can honestly say I'm very satisfied. It ends perfectly. Uh, you're left wondering like what these roles are, uh, how they pl- how they're going to play out. Uh, you end the Midgar whole section of the game very well. So so the next game, if there's going to be one, nah. uh, because Square, you're like. With how it ended, and all the explosions and whatnot going on in the final battle, uh, one worry I had was, well, you should just take your save file over and continue in the sequel, right? All your stats, all your weapon upgrades, all that stuff. However, it ended so well that you could honestly just say, oh, they lost all their weapons and whatnot because that's how your character's upgraded, you could just reset, and it would be totally fine.
4: Mm.
0: So that was something I was not expecting. So they could so realistically like... just have you start outside Midgar all fresh.
3: So it, would it be like the Metroid thing, where Samus loses all of her power-ups at the very beginning of the game, with each successive game, to make it... Yeah,
0: kind of like that, yeah.
3: Or so, maybe ma- maybe uh, it'd be more like Mass Effect. I mean, that had a connecting, interconnecting story through each game. Right. So I yeah, very there's...
0: very satisfied with Final Fantasy VII. I'll, I'll go into more detail and depth in the modern game cast, of course. Uh, but uh, definitely, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy games, if you're a fan of Seven, the remake really nails it home. I have just that one complaint over that one section. Uh, fantastic big thumbs up from me
3: cool i guess i'll i guess i'll order a copy in the near future
0: yeah you you, like you'd be very satisfied colin i i I think uh you i think you would do yourself a disservice if you didn't uh if you didn't play it
3: yeah i've just got so So, many other games in my backlog to go through so
0: no don't sleep on this one it's yeah definitely one of the best i mean Final Fantasy VII is regarded as one of the best games ever, anyways, and the remake definitely, definitely does not disappoint in any way.
3: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty hot topic on YouTube right now, so yeah, I might as well, might as well get on it asap.
0: Yeah. All right, Kevin. Hello. Finish it out with the with this little part here. Try to keep
3: it brief since we
1: went on for like ever. Uh, so I've been playing a couple things. Number one is Fire Emblem Three Houses. I beat that. Uh, Dimitri. Wow, that's like 100 hours. It is not. That's the thing. Everyone told me it was going to be like 40-something. Like oh. Everyone told me it was going to be like 80, 100. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, then I looked it up. I'm I ha- guess like,
0: if you play the other
1: characters. Yeah, but I'm, that's the thing. Like, I, okay. I, I, If you play two, three houses, yeah, 100 hours. I'm not. Like From what I've read, like you see a different perspective to the same story. like Whatever. I'm not going to do it right now. Maybe in the future, but like the story is overall the same. So that's strange because
0: I'm like I stopped at about the thirty hour mark and I didn't even feel like I was at the
1: halfway. Point. There's 22 chapters from the Blue Lion side, so mm. look it up that way. I mean, look, I, everyone told me it was gonna be hours and hours and hours. If you're gonna do every every story, fine. Um, the thing that really drags yeah. it out, especially at the second half of the game, if you like, once you get into the future stuff um right that the whole school thing is like it just drags like it's always like do the same thing go fishing meet your students instruct them like the second half of that game that part really drags on but it gets to a point where like i've set everyone how i want to build them instruct automatically uh rest you know they're kind of doing their thing so you can kind of zoom through that part if you want um that being said like because i played blue lines like one character—I don't know how spoiler I want to get. One character seems like they're kind of going batshit insane, and they are. And one character <laughs> seems evil, and they kind of are, but their intentions are different. Um, so it does warrant another playthrough. But honestly, I just—how
0: much recruiting from the other houses? Did you none
1: do? actually?
0: Ah, uh, so that's that's a that's a big part that. I was trying to do, and a lot of people do, and that takes up a lot of
1: time. So it does, but when I was having somebody watch me play, and they were like, you can do that, but honestly, if you build up your characters enough, and I'm also, mind you, I'm playing normal, I'm not pro-gamer, strats, whatever, um, <laughs> like, you know, I a normal permadeath, like, honestly, I only had one character I hated, and honestly, if she died, I couldn't care, um, but beyond that, like... Everything was fine. I like the, the divine pulse. Go back a, a couple turns. If somebody died, you didn't want them to die, because I would have restarted the mission anyway. It kind of saves me some time. Um, overall, game's great. The only thing I complain about is, like, doing the school stuff. It just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. overstays. Uh, hey, if
0: you don't want to do tea ceremonies, more power to you. Oh
1: my god, the tea ceremonies <laughs> suck. That was so boring. <laughs> I was like, this is the most anime weird fetish thing. I don't, this is weird. I don't like this. Um, <laughs> that along with, like, in Fireman fates when you can, like, pet The people on the 3ds i was like this is fucking weird um that that is a thing that happened it was weird and i know somebody like recruited camilla for a meeting and uh yeah anyway um so I i did that and then what was i playing on the handheld side of things oh sonic advance 2 hey uh sonic games uh suck i'm gonna throw it out there the first half they of them, don't. they do. The first half of them is really great, and then there's always in every single Sonic game where they're like, "Hey, remember going fast? Remember that fun? Yeah, we're gonna stop that right now. Our whole gimmick, we're just gonna we're gonna nail that, cut it right off."
2: Like, so- I haven't played a Sonic game since like the second one. Yeah, and maybe that might have
1: been. I haven't played three, but like Sonic Advance two, right when like it's going fast, I'm like, "Wow, this is good, Sonic!" And then Canyon Zone happens, and there's about like. Four out of these five paths will lead you to death. Good luck.
0: I love Sonic 3 for the record. I, 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 I haven't
1: that played game. that one. I'm going to be fair. But like Sonic advance 2, just I was having so much fun with it until it just decided to stop being Sonic. So, Or maybe it didn't because every Sonic game does that, I feel. Where it's like, go fast, but don't. Please. So, well, it's a platformer. You got a platformer. Well, then don't make your gimmick go really fast.
0: Well, it's all about the blast processing. It's on Game Boy Advance. I don't think <laughs> there is
1: any. So anyway, um, I did that and then, beat Fire Emblem. What else? Is oh, Time is Future Perfect, which we were going to talk about. Um, but I'm glad we glad we didn't. Yeah, because only one level has zombies. Really. That being said, that's probably one of the best Xbox shooters I've ever played in my life. It's Great. Like if you like GoldenEye, but you want like good controls, uh, that's the game. It's awesome. I it I, I want to play it first person <laughs> or not first person uh, multiplayer. Um, what a funny game story. I'm not normally into like time-traveling stories because it's always like, the future, time pair. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Sure, it. sure. Yeah. Um, great game, though. Uh, and then I started Rogue Legacy back up because that's my Ooh. favorite Metroidvania ever.
4: I, I, I love Rogue Legacy. It's so good, That's dude. a good one.
1: I got to... I actually just put a clip up on Twitter this morning of me getting... I beat the first boss, no problem. And then the second one, Alexander, the Skull guy... Um, man he just keeps dicking me uh and i got to a point where i was one hit away and he killed me and i was just heartbroken that game is hard it's the first game i ever heard called dark souls but this and like meant it
4: <laughs> you
1: know now every game does it but like that game is stupid hard and i love it it's great i think i'm already on the year i like was, 3, la- I was laughing something. at
0: that moniker oh it's like dark souls but oh you
1: mean you died once and it's a little difficult poor girl oh man sorry um. Yeah, no, Rogue Legacy is wonderful. They just announced a sequel, so I kind of got all in the mood to revisit it. Um, oh, that's right. That is coming out this I year. I already barked up Cellar Door Games on Twitter. I was like, yo, what's a boy got to do to get a code? And they said, uh, Black Magic and a Time Machine, because it's not done. So, there's <laughs> I did, that. I did not
2: know there was going to be a sequel. I'm oh, it now. just got
1: announced. And only a PC date right now, so... wait, uh, wait. Perfect
2: for me. Yeah, fucking nerd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did the first one come out on... Yeah, see, it's on everything.
2: First. I don't know. Well, now it's, on, it is, but... it's on Steam, says Summer 2020. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and then other than that, i am been playing Resogun on the Vita, because Resogun's cool. Oh,
0: I like Resogun. Yeah,
1: I, I never understood what freed the humans, uh, but it kind of just seems like, <laughs> blow stuff up in front of them, and you're fine. So
0: yeah, run the ship into them, kill them, well, you, and uh, you save them.
1: You, kind of, <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. Uh, it's a good game. Uh, you know, I kept it brief. Fire Emblem's great. Play more Fire Emblem. More Fire Emblems for Smash. I said it.
0: Yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses is on my list of of hopefully games yeah. I just finish. Just in beat one
1: path because honestly, it's like forty something hours. Well, that was my plan. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was my. plan. My
1: friend wants me to do like a maddening run, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm good enough for that. So, we'll see how that goes. Anywho, that's what I played. Let's move on.
0: Alright, topic, here we go. Drop time. Here,
1: drop. Drop these nuts.
0: Drop these nuts. What was the drop? It was the Metal Gear Solid phone ringing.
4: Oh. Yeah, because it's
0: uh, news time. Oh. So, uh, the PS5 controller was revealed. Everyone lost their mind and started comparing it to various things, one one, one or another. Yeah. And the PS5 price point uh, is basically revealed, but not confirmed. Uh, $500, uh, 550 tops is the thing. That's what we expected. We even talked about it. I don't like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, even, even this leaked kind of white, black and white. Uh, It almost looks like a PS4 slim. Just kind of little corners are smoothed out here and there. Oh, they showed the system? No, it was like a rumor leak picture that I saw. Uh, Don't take it any serious at all, but the price point was basically revealed because uh, the cost of production being about 230 USD compared to the 125 the PS4 had. So, it's having a higher sell point. Um, so expected same price point the Xbox will have. Uh, but yeah, the uh Can You
1: just call it a sex box. It is a Xbox. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah,
0: Xbox Series X, oh, right, Xbox. Right, 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 right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, have you guys seen the PS5 controller? I know you have, Kevin.
1: I have. And the only thing I don't get, like, I don't like is the white coloring because white electronics. I so am don't I'm get your, white. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if any other colors are out, but they've done colors for everything of else. they will. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't like. Other than that, I, like, I don't see what people are losing their shit about. It looks fine. It looks comfy.
0: Colin, Joey, have you guys seen it?
3: Uh, I mean, it looks like PlayStation controller. controller.
1: Yeah, that's but that's I really. Been yeah, I mean, going out of
3: my way to look for news about it.
1: The only thing I wish they got rid of is the touchpad because let it go, it's not working. But if you're going to do the PS4 backward stuff, I guess you need it. Um, be... need it for some things. Yeah, it's just,
0: but it's not just a touchpad.
1: Oh, it's a button now. Day. Well, it's a button <gasps> now. It was already exactly. Like, what else is it?
0: No, 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 it, it, they're, uh, they're integrating a couple more things to it. I don't remember what it is off the top oh, of my head. Oh, there's, there's a microphone
1: uh, in there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're that'll be awful when you're playing online. Can't wait.
0: Well, there's also a microphone in PS4. One. No,
1: there isn't. Yeah, there is. it a microphone jack. There's no microphone in it.
0: There's a little volume thing. Yeah, it's a speaker. talking, yeah, talking talk to it. It's a speaker for Oh, that's right. My microphone's in the, uh, PlayStation Eye that I yeah. have. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, controllers have speakers.
0: So, yeah, there is a, you're right.
1: Yeah. It's got a Wiimote speaker on it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, they, they, uh, they souped up the share button, which is pretty cool. Whoa. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they smoothed out the edges. So now, see, a lot of people are comparing it to the Xbox One controller. I'm, I was more comparing it to the,
1: uh, Switch Pro yeah, controller. Yeah. Me, me too. I didn't get the Xbox thing.
0: I think it's just because people associate associate uh, associate um xbox versus sony rather than yeah. anything versus nintendo still right uh weird nintendo made it see, i control. i because the um the 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 d-pad that it's looking the the orientation of the controllers uh playstation kept the analog sticks kind of uh, horizontal Good. to each other they're not offset i hate
1: offset sticks
0: i don't like offset either yeah i'm um, not not a total fan um mostly because Ah, anyways,
1: I'll just yeah. skip that. We'll go on price, we'll go on forever.
0: Yeah, we'll go on forever. The the point being that I'm glad that Sony finally uh changed the design of some significant margin uh the fifth generation. Good time to do it, I say.
1: <laughs> I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, really.
0: Well, it really wasn't, and they, they've gone around the edges or yeah, they've gone around the edges to uh just make it more modern, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy with the controller design. It seems like it's going to be way more comfortable. Uh, the size seems like it's going to be the same size as the Switch Pro and Xbox One, which are the same size.
1: <laughs> Isn't the no, Xbox so- One just using the normal, the same controller, the new one?
0: Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because yeah, they they invested so much in the Elite controller and all that line. So neat, cool, yeah. I burped. So good job, PlayStation. I'm very happy with it.
1: Yeah, it looks fun. Just give me different controllers or er, colors. Well, there will be a,
0: there will be a billion of them. So hell yeah.
1: Actually, take that back. Let me do the design lab thing that Xbox is doing. Come on, that's oh, so no. cool. I like that. Like, let me make it any color I want. I want it black. You gotta,
0: yeah, your own color, your own uh, grips, your own this and that. It is. I, I believe I read the PS5 is going to have. Kind of the HD rumble <laughs> at
1: the Switch. Ah, has. yes, we can play 1 2 Switch finally coming to bit late. <laughs> that's it, guys. It's all we wanted. Don't forget Ron Cog.
3: That's
0: what That's what I came across, man.
1: When does NAC 3 use it?
0: Well, that is the main question. <laughs> listen,
1: 3 or We Riot? Am I right, guys? Come on.
2: Yeah. Oh, Hell yeah.
1: NAC is the best game, probably. That's the killer app. Uh, listen. Probably, kind of, maybe. Oh. It's a game.
0: All right. The TurboGrafx-16 Mini uh, released. Has uh, 57 games included. 25 were released in the West, so the majority of the games are in Japanese. Mm. So I could throw some people off. Uh, luckily, there are CD-ROM and Super CD-ROM games on there, like Rondo of Blood, Ease, and even... Yes, Sapphire. <laughs> That's all, that made it. <laughs> so I kind of laughed when I saw that. Uh, I do have a friend who got one. And um, he's more or less satisfied with it. He goes, "Yeah, it's it's just like the NES or the SNES Mini or the Genesis Mini. Uh, this just has a lot. It, it, there's a lot of little things with love into it, like the uh, the CD-ROM boot screen. It has a lot of that stuff. Uh, it does a lot of visual extras just to satisfy TurboGrafx fans. So that's a little. That's a cool little thing." But more or less, because it's the same, if you have, like, an effort drive for an old PC Engine or Graphics that you could use, it's not much different than that. The only thing is that if you want those CDs, CD-ROM games, this might be the way to do it because most of those games, you can't get... They used to be on the uh, Wii Virtual Console, but since that shut down, you can't buy them anymore. <laughs> right. So that's the only thing. Uh, and he did complain about Bomberman, Uh, 94 that if you want to play multiplayer you have to spend the money to get the multi-tap just like you had
1: to in the past you want the full experience don't you god damn it
0: yeah so you'd have to spend the extra like 25 dollars to get the multi-tap and then another whatever amount for a controller or two can't
1: wait for nobody to find that it's worth 70 bucks on ebay yeah it's
0: so that part he didn't like so is
1: there only one usb slot to my knowledge yeah so why don't you just get a multi-tap like a, well, the a USB
0: cost extra. No,
1: the US like a standard USB multi-tap. That guy, oh, I don't, I don't, I didn't ask. That'd be dumb if, that if it was... didn't work. That'd... That was... that'd be stupid.
0: Me. Oh, maybe it still has that original port. Oh,
1: that'd be really even worse. Yeah. Find I out. I didn't ask that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then uh retro bit, uh, company I'm very familiar with, uh, they, they keep up with all, like, the old cords that the old consoles have. Old, old uh... Bean. Controllers and whatnot. Um, they're releasing a revamped Dreamcast controller. About both time. wired and wireless. I put a uh, a link to their Twitter where they showed a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it'll have the um, six-button layout, redesigned D-pad, new analog stick... Uh, And then they go, you won't regret either choice. If you go wired or wireless, it will work on your original Dreamcast and it will work on uh, PCs Mm -hmm. because you can get the USB cord cord option. And it's it's like the Dreamcast controller that should have made should have been made. Uh, They also sell the the Hori style N64 controllers on there. You know, the one that makes it look like a real controller. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, probably I might. Invest in the Streamcast controller. It's coming out later in 2020. That's the expected date from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks pretty cool.
2: So I looked up uh, photos of the Turbo, or whatever. It does use USB.
0: Okay. Good. Ooh. So, thanks for confirming that, Joey.
2: Yeah, I had it now. It was bothering
0: okay. me. It was bothering you. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it. So now time for the new little segment i'm doing i'm
1: gonna do crash bandicoot uh oh it's all about crash bandicoot let me tell
0: you uh... about okay so a little hint for things to come uh new segment it's the short magazine game review oh, from a game we played dear. on a past episode
3: Ooh.
0: uh i was yes so i was inspired from uh castle zots on twitter he posted an old GamePro review of Castlevania: Symphony of the Night, where they, where this magazine torched the game, giving it like a four out of ten or something. Oh jeez! <laughs> and I kind of already read these some old reviews in retrospect uh, before the games, and uh, so. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a large, large, large archive of old gaming magazines on retromags.com. It's a preservation site. So I was able to get, find a bunch of old magazines on there. Really cool stuff. Uh, did you guys have any magazines growing up or still read some
2: today?
1: Uh I popped gaming in. Wise? I popped in on like tips and tricks, but like I never like really, really f- followed any.
2: Yeah, I didn't either. No. I think I think I had like one or two PlayStation magazines or whatever. Whoa.
3: I only had Call I only had gamePro but the only reason I had that subscription was because of their one of their uh, free issues being given out at Blockbuster you could subscribe and have a chance to win a PlayStation 2 didn't get it obviously but, <laughs> 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 but I still uh, I still enjoyed reading reading it whenever it came every month.
0: So I I had a number of magazine subscriptions um all the time all throughout uh, I would bring them to school all the time too. Uh I had Nintendo Power every now and again as a kid for my NES. Uh, and then I and then when I got my PlayStation I had the official US PlayStation magazine. That for those <laughs> that need a uh, a more I guess uh moniker value of what that was. That was the one that came with the demo jam pack discs. And I had that magazine forever. Like, never ending. Uh, and then I still have Game Former, Game Informer to this day, uh, just via GameStop. I've had that since I got out of college in 08, I believe. Because um, accru- I accumulate points through GameStop, and then they're just like, oh, you have enough points. Uh, you want to use it? And then they throw in the Game Informer magazine. Just, there you go. So I still get that to this day. I love reading them. I bring the magazines to work now. I, I love reading reviews. Uh they're they're be- they seem to be better in the magazines than they do on the actual websites.
1: You know what I mean, guys? What do you mean? No, actually I was gonna ask.
0: It like if you ignore the whole score part oh. and you actually read the review, uh they're they're they they, they tend to be more detailed on what matters in a game. while if you look at one in the past and they're kind of directly related to the console that they're on, uh, like, Nintendo Power would it it felt like an advertisement for all their games. Ah! uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Greatest game ever kind of situation.
1: Beautiful graphics. (laughs) The
0: gameplay is on point.
1: (laughs) That's why I don't buy a magazine that's like Xbox official. You're going to say every game's great. Because you want exactly to buy it.
0: So, because of... Uh well, Game Inform or Game Game Pro was kind of, because they weren't related to a console. They were, they seemed to always be we're just gonna torch games left and right, uh if need be. So those are fun. And then the the ones that are super biased
1: are very obvious. <laughs> I mean, if you right? overlook the the stuttering frame rate and the fact that it crashes your system, this game's pretty solid.
0: Nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so the first uh, the first game I'm gonna do is from Episode One Space, uh, Earthworm Jim, from Game Pro issue number 64. So close. And
1: what? That was 69. Joe, go
0: ahead. Oh okay. Uh, so this one actually reviewed both the Genesis and the SNES version Ooh. of Earthworm Jim, and yet the same person. I even checked this. The same person reviewed both Playmates. Okay. Uh, got straight fives across the board. This is the Genesis one. Out of Giving five? it a perfect score. Okay. So I answered that. So these old reviews in Game Pro and uh, whether that the, all, PlayStation Magazine would do it, uh, Nintendo Power would do it too. It would be, and I'll reiterate this later as well. Uh, they would have like challenge, there'd be four categories challenge, uh, controls, uh, fun factor, and graphics or something along those oh. lines, right? Mm-hmm. There'd be those four and then what, so it'd be zero out of five. So what I did for like today's standards is I just kind of extrapolated that to a zero out of a hundred scale Okay. It's for like a Metacritic score. You Follow me. I uh-huh. do. Okay. But yeah, Earthworm Jim on the Genesis got straight fives across the board. And uh, here's the quote. It truly lives up to the publicity. You've been hearing it for months now and it's true. Earthworm Jim is, without a doubt, one of the best games of 1994. Prepare for spectacular graphics and the most innovative gameplay since Sonic first raced
1: onto the Genesis. Ooh, Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean Sonic too hard. Go on. It's funny. Uh,
0: And the SNES one only got 4.5 in sound and 4.5 in fun factor. Goddamn fanboys, let me tell you. Yeah, so that's that's a bummer for the SNES version. Crazy. Uh this game uh this game does walk the walk. uh yeah, walk the walk and talk the talk. So the hype works. Also said in the review, the game has oversensitive controls and then references a few moments in levels that where that particularly hurt. A minor inconvenience, they say.
1: <laughs> game barely works, so, minor inconvenience, got it
0: aggregates to a 4.75 out of 5 aka 95 out of 100
1: <laughs> to be fair like there are points in earthworm gym I, I was like where it's very animation heavy and they're very proud of their animation you have to hit certain spots to, like climb a platform so like I get that to a point
0: I don't know I, I always found the genesis version to be more fun and the sound was better just cause the well Type of sound the Genesis would wirel. put out over the SNES. Yeah, it's it seemed very Earthworm Jim. Is it even it a Genesis perfect-
1: game if it doesn't have a wow in it?
0: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, well, we played one later that has that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the uh, the little short little retro magazine review thing. I'll be just looking up a game from an episode past. So if you want to hear our review of Earthworm Jim back when the podcast first started, uh, go check that out. Episode one, Space. Space. Next, I'll pick a game from episode two, wow. and so on and so forth, and then I'll, maybe someday I'll wrap around and get another one there.
1: We can go full circle, if you will.
0: <laughs> exactly. Whoa. All right. Finally, for the games, shall I, wh- wh- what should I play, the Mario Game Over one? Uh, Yeah. You know what? Final Fantasy is out. I'll play <sighs>
2: Especially with the price of gas these days. Yes, am
1: I right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Super cheap. Dude,
1: I got a full tank for 15 bucks. Oh man, I was so pumped yesterday.
2: It cost me $16 to fill up yesterday. Whoa,
3: what you driving? I've had a full tank for literally two months. Really? Yeah, I haven't,
2: yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had to fill up in over a month and a half, but I had
3: to go to Costco, so I had to fill up. Got a bunch of toilet oh, paper, well, eh? Or is it... I've been running my car... No, no
2: toilet paper. I need
3: a cat food. Oh, that's more important. I've been running my car once a week just to keep the fuel and oil from stagnating.
1: Mm-hmm. See, everyone's buying toilet paper. You guys are stupid. You could have just waffle stomped it down the drain. Huh. <laughs> could have been smart. No, just take
0: a shower. Just don't even use...
1: Water. No, I'm just saying put your shit in the shower and you, you waffle stomp it down there.
0: Oh uh, that part. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Wash your foot. Alright. So you zombies.
1: Well, well, depends how brave you are. Huh.
0: Alright, boys. Uh I, I went full on super prepared for this podcast. I had a lot of fun preparing for this one. This was one of my actually probably one of my favorite ones I've prepared for.
1: Kevin Pick's best themes of, confirmed. Got it.
0: A lot of the games just kind of piqued my interest over what they were, and there was a lot of interesting things that had them except the first one that we're going to cover but yeah criteria was the game had creatures of undead stuff aka zombies and monsters and whatnot so yes preferably the zombies part
4: hence
1: why
0: the theme is zombies
1: right kevin uh that seems to check out yes
0: okay so what was the first game we first
1: game we played is ghosts and goblins for the nes arcade game boy probably a calculator somewhere it's literally on everything uh, the game clocks in around four hours if you have the patience. But uh, to actually beat it, you have to beat it twice. And you are a knight named Sir Arthur who must defeat all the zombies, ogres, demons, cyclops, dragons, partridges, and a pair of trees, and everything else you can find to rescue Princess <laughs> Prinprin. So uh, here's the deal about Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, fuck you, the game. That game is hard. That game is unrelenting. It is made to suck quarters down. And it's. Not unbeatable because some people hate themselves and they try to beat it, but like this game is just impossible, man. Like, I used to play as no, I think I played what was it, Genesis one, whatever. It's all honestly, every version of this game is kind of the same. Uh, It really just comes down to an endurance run of like doing this game exactly pinpoint perfect. And even then, if you wait too long, the game like traps you and you have to die. Um, Overall, the weapons are all pretty good. Except for that stupid... Ooh, um, disagree. No, hold on. There's there's one weapon that sucks. It's called the... I don't care. It looks like a Uh Little grenade thing. Other than that... Is that the,
2: the fireball thing? Yeah,
1: that little... It's worthless. That thing yeah, sucks. That um, but the problem is, uh, the only thing to do is get the knife. Yeah. You have to get the knife. Yeah. And you... you I, it, is, I remember it being a requirement to beat the game, right? No.
0: Uh, pretty much. There's a, there's a lot of instances where... Uh, because it has the range, and you can fire it so fast, right? that's where it's just advantageous to have it, and you can do damage to enemies that just get pumped full of it so much easier, and you can actually hit them too. right? Yeah, yeah like the fireball has that stupid arc that you'll never hit anything with. Right.
3: Though I think there's this a game point kind near the end where you, you need the shield to advance. Right. Which is dumb. Yeah. It's and it
1: doesn't ridiculous. even show up in the level you need it. It's the level before it. And if you miss it, uh, sucks, or if you get a new weapon, sucks more! Well,
0: it's funny, because we played Ghouls and Ghosts on a past episode, mm-hmm. and I love that game. That was super, super fun, and it, it was like everything this game isn't.
1: <laughs> well, it is, but the problem is, it's like, it's almost like a remake of this, because all, like, this, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins, whatever the title is, they're kind of all the same, you know? yeah. They're all like remakes of each other, honestly. So, like, this like playing this version it doesn't really seem to need to be played anymore. I guess you can if you want to go back, but you're kind of better off playing one of the 16-bit variants.
0: I do agree with that, yeah. yeah. I yeah. did play
1: the arcade version, uh, the Capcom collection, and you can kind of give yourself quarters um, if you want to prolong your pain. Uh, like, even though I'm <laughs> saying all this, the game isn't bad. It's solidly made. It is just... Crushingly difficult, and it was meant to be played in arcade and take your money. And it does what it's supposed to do, so sure I can't is. fault it for that, really. But like, I have—I don't
0: think it was made all that well.
1: Maybe not this version. Maybe the the newer ones. But again, they all kind of blend together. I also played the arcade one, not the NES one. So
0: I bet the arcade one is better because the NES one just it, felt so unfair. It's
1: very slow too. Like compared to the, yeah. the arcade one so you know maybe maybe the, just the one the that. one
0: and two hit kill is just ridiculous i mean i get that that's a that's a ghouls and ghosts ghosts and goblins thing
1: and being in your underwear is cool
0: and being in your underwear is cool and we even played maximo ghost of glory Z- the, let's uh,
4: not talk spiritual about that successor. One again. <laughs> fuck that game
0: <laughs> yeah this is this is a capcom uh, developed and published title released fall 1986 so before all the magazines came out Whoa. <laughs> that was reading the backlogs however there was a nintendo power tip from issue one what was the tip in the counselor's corner which had the stage select code oh. which i looked it up online i like i don't know why i had trouble finding it but when i saw nintendo power i was like oh my god there it is Tell how to get you hold the control pad right and press b three times up B three times left, B three times down, B three times start, A start, and
1: boom! Skip all those fucking levels. <laughs> wow! To make the game good, you had to skip the levels. Crazy.
0: But like Colin said, you need the shield to get past one, which is in the level before that. So
1: eh. you can't level skip to the last level anyway. Right. So like when it comes to like things like that, or I guess the shield is fine, but like when it punishes you is like. Now you have to go do it again. I'm like, no, nope, I beat this game. Thanks.
0: Well, it's funny because we played, uh, I think it was Dampachi that did the same thing.
1: Yeah, I don't like but that technique.
0: They, that game, because it wasn't so punishingly hard mm-hmm. and felt unfair that when you finally got to the end and they tied a story into it for the most part, it just wasn't like, like this one where it goes, ah, well, the devil wasn't here. Try again.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, I don't, I beat it. Sorry. You can't do that to me. Or like if I play an older game, it's like, you beat it on normal, but if you want to see the ending, play it on hard. I'm like, you don't know that YouTube exists. Ha yeah. <laughs> nerd.
0: I oh, I should have looked up the ending screen. Doesn't this one no. have a... Not. Doesn't Ghosts and Goblins have the congratulations yeah, yeah. It's, at the end? Yeah,
3: yeah. it's on yeah. the Angry Video Game Nerd episode of it.
0: Yeah, I so, think I remember seeing that. It's not.
1: It's not worth it. Look, if you beat it once, hats off to you. If you never beat it, hey, you played a pretty decent game that... Just hates you.
3: <laughs> I feel like we're ignoring
0: Joey. what do you got? I didn't like it. It's very unforgiving.
2: Aww. Once you get hit once, I died like didn't matter how much health I had one hit <laughs> next thing and you now I got hit again by another zombie or, or goblin or bird. so I just pretty much had to play perfect or I wouldn't go anywhere.
1: It's an arcade game and it's it's kind of supposed to do that like I said, so you did it right i guess cool yeah (laughs) cool like like i i i kind of stand by a thing even though people laugh at me for it because i yes i'm i was born in 92 i'm not used to as many old games as others i kind of started at 16 and went back like games before ps1 weren't meant to be beat in my mind like they just weren't like even when you get to an ending screen developers are kind of like oh okay
0: they weren't meant to be beat in two to three
1: hours. I don't even think at all, like, like this. Like, I don't, like, that's why Capcom didn't even bother, to, like, well, spell Well, it was it. to
0: prevent people from, like, going to Blockbuster, renting the game, beating it, and then
2: returning
1: it two days later. Right, and then also sell Nintendo Power Cheats and, you know,
2: whatever. I just really don't think they were concerned about him. You completing the game or not. Yeah. You just play their game. Who cares if you
1: It was, it was just a m- different mentality back then. What, <laughs> there were a lot of games
0: like that, Joey. This is one of them.
1: Once they once they invented memory cards, they were like, ah, oh, I guess we shouldn't be total dicks anymore. Even though some developers uh, were like, no! No! Be dicks! No! Uh. <laughs> Look at Rayman!
2: They're like, what? You actually want to complete the game Never. and know how it ends? No. No. no you keep playing level one over and over again. Play the sequel, though. It, it
1: makes sense. Trust me.
2: Well, it's not level
0: one, Joey. It's play the first three levels over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Cause we gotta get you gotta get the player into a false sense of security and actually being happy they're playing a game.
1: And then you crush their spirit. That's how Ninja Gaiden was for me. I remember that just being like, Oh man, I'm th- I'm kinda good at this. No, you are, you idiot.
0: Yeah. So Colin, you had something to say?
3: I feel like we're ignoring one very important aspect of this game. That it begins with the main character and his girlfriend having their Intimate moment interrupted by the main villain.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, the devil
0: comes in and ruins uh, hanky-panky time. Let me exactly. tell you how
1: many times I had that happen to me. <laughs>
0: the devil interrupts you in oh, the middle of intercourse? the
3: worst. It's just not something <laughs> well, I've seen devil. in any other game <laughs> of the totally time. And Enjoy he, your blue so balls! <laughs> got balls that. Worst.
2: I mean, there is a threesome named after him, so he kind of wants to get them going. Hold on, what? The Devil's Threesome.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like there was a move. Never mind.
0: I thought it was the Devil's Triangle.
1: I thought it was something called Firebrand. Let me show you the Firebrand, man. Ooh. Ooh.
0: So I'm failing Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, pretty easily. I didn't really have any fun with this. It was definitely the game I played the least for the podcast. Whack. Everyone else?
1: Uh, I'm passing it. I give it like a... Oh, wait,
2: we'll do the tears later. Never mind.
0: I'm um,
2: going fail it.
1: Oh, you
0: all suck. Colin, you pass it or fail? Colin died. Colin died? Is God. he gone? I
2: don't know. Did he disappear? I don't know. I don't hear him. He's definitely frozen out. Oh. Discord says he's talking, but I hear oh, nothing.
1: Oh, Colin broke. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for Colin. I think it's great, and I love Kingdom Hearts. There, I did it. Oh,
2: well. yeah, see, that
1: Boom. Good job, Colin. <laughs> oh! <Boo. laughs>
2: Look at that. You talked highly of Kingdom Hearts and you made him leave. I know, right?
0: Yeah, he'll come back. right, next game.
3: Alright.
1: Hello? Oh, there he is. Hey, there he is. Colin, I I already passed passed. the game for you. Don't worry about that.
3: Yeah, I was wondering where you guys went. (laughs) I was like, suddenly I just didn't hear you guys anymore. Ah, well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I give it a pass. It's a decently designed game. It's just punishingly hard.
1: That's spirit. Next game, Kevin. Oh, uh, wait, it's still me? Why am I
0: judging you? Because you had two two game picks as you were the themer oh, today.
4: I don't...
1: You're a themer. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> no, you're right, Uh Whoa, got me. All right, next thing we did was... Uh, I don't want to talk about this. Uh, it's Resident Evil, Code Veronica, on the Dreamcast, but if you bought on anything else, it's... Code Veronica. do it with me. Cross arms, everybody. X. You got. You Ex- got to do it because X. Is, X is our cruise control for cool man. <laughs> uh, Capcom again. Developed, published because the first thing I think of when I think of zombies is Capcom. Here's the thing, actually. I uh, I'm glad you put the game length on here because Resident Evil games are generally pretty short because bad tank controls and puzzles, and then you beat it. When I looked up on how long to beat that this game was around like 14 hours, I was just like. Oh, no. No, I don't want to do this for 14 hours. I I went into it with that mindset. Um, but it does play, play yeah take place between Resident Evil 2 and 3. Uh, playing as Claire, and you kind of get caught by Umbrella to an island prison. I, I couldn't follow the beginning of the story, because it's just like, I'm in prison because of reasons. And then a guard is just like, eh, you can leave. Whatever um you're not wrong yeah i was just like okay <laughs> i guess i'm in prison and she's looking for chris who's kevin
0: are you saying a resident evil plot line is kind of weird and doesn't make listen, sense in parts
1: i'm gonna I'm stand by <laughs> this this hot take that i take all the time i know people love resident evil all of them before four are bad i said it and i'm standing by the remakes I'm sure right.
0: it is a hot take
1: yes the re- <laughs> fine the remakes of one two and three fine maybe they're decent tank controls suck No, I don't know anyone that goes, I love tank controls. I love controlling this game and walking into walls at a diagonal angle all the time. This is great. Do you
0: remember why they made tank controls? I don't
1: care. It's bad.
0: No, just do you remember
1: why? Why do they make tank controls, JD?
0: Okay, so the idea behind tank controls uh, in in horror games, especially Resident Evil.
1: Is it scarier?
0: Well, it's supposed to make movement itself awkward because when the zombies are coming for you and you have to kind of think you have to th- like kind of flip a switch in your mind that up is now down down is now up etc it makes you move slower to avoid you know you have a lot more trouble moving just in general it creates more stress i don't because you're having trouble moving. i don't
1: like that if, I, if a zombie's coming at me i'm not going to go let me walk turn around okay let me pull up my gun let me aim it no i'm gonna just Fire in crazy... It'd be like, ah... Because zombies... I don't... Like, it. I don't care. I, I'm sorry. I can't get behind Resident Evil before 4. I've tried 1. I've tried 2. Wait, I beat 1 and 2. I hated them. Uh, I haven't tried 3 yet. But this, I was like, okay, it's on PS2. It's got 2 analog sticks. I forgot it came out on Dreamcast, so that's my fault. I was like, maybe they finally figured it out. Nope. They didn't. It's... it just... I can't. And the puzzles in Resident Evil games are obtuse as hell, they don't make any sense, like, here is this emblem you have, oh, uh, that machine over there, I guess I put it in there, yes, obviously, how did you not know that, oh, don't forget to put your metal stuff in here, and then put it over there, oh, don't forget to come back and get it. I, hate it. I hate it, I'm sorry, I hate it. Oh, the
0: metal detector part at just, the beginning? Oh,
1: like, they, that was dumb. Resident Evil pulse are bad, and I had somebody who was who was watching me stream it, and they loved this game, so I was like, okay, maybe if you're here, you'll help me out, and like we'll figure it out, but like, I just can't like I don't the controls are bad. I know inventory management's a big part of it, but like it was just dumb. I don't like that part either. And it's just like I, I'll, I'll be fair because I get lost in Resident Evil puzzles and I hate the bright or the sharpest crayon on the tree like, OK, so I needed a guide for some parts, but then like sharpest crayon on the just, tree and yeah, let it go. And I'm just like, <laughs> I needed a guide to figure out some puzzles. So like, I, OK, fine. But then I'm like, well, if I'm using a guide, I'm not playing the game. I'm reading the guide. But, like, I shouldn't, like, a good game, I feel like I shouldn't have to do that. And, like, I get other people can do it. I can't, so it doesn't work for me. It's just, they're so, I just, I can't get behind these red sleeves. I played it for, like, three hours. I got to the part where you give Steve his little gold lugers. I died, yeah. and I don't remember the last time I saved. I was like, you know I I, I skipped the part, actually, somehow. I somehow, I don't know if I sequence broke, or I was like, I couldn't figure out what I was doing. And I was just like, you know I I don't like this. I don't like old Resident So thing. I'll
0: fill in some of the gaps there you left out. Great. So you, are uh, Claire Redfield, you do end up on the Rockford Island prison complex where the T virus, of course, has spread. Why wouldn't it? Uh, you do eventually escape the island, and you end up at a facility in Antarctica, as uh, Claire and uh, Steve fight their way through. Then uh, on disc two, on the Dreamcast, uh, it splits to Chris Redfield who goes to the island in search for Claire uh, with main Dickhole Wesker from RE1. He's back. He's also there. Uh, I didn't get to the, I got no, I got to a little bit of the Chris stuff, but it really kind of drags in the Chris Redfield stuff. They find out Claire is then at Antarctica and then the kind of events tie together there. Uh, So Joey, what did you think of? code veronica
2: well when i first started playing it i had to look to see if it came up after the second one because i've never played this one because it feels like it's just resident evil 2 continued um but with worse voice acting and the narrator was laughable
1: yeah by the way that that voice acting was (laughs) awful (laughs) and i know it's like a resident evil thing but god was that unbearable
2: but if the Resident Evil 2, when you do it, and you click on the game, it says Resident Evil 2 in kind of a sinister way. But this one's like Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil. You're like, where did the sinisterness go? Where? Why do you have this? And then Steve, I guess, with his Canadian sorry,
1: sorry about the zombie. It,
2: <laughs> it just, I don't know. Like, I wanted to like it, but it just felt like the same game from Resident Evil 2. But just in a different area
1: it felt like to addition to that not to cut you off it it felt like that but it also felt like it was been doing the resident evil one formula for way too long this whole game felt phoned in like if i'm being honest it's
0: funny you mentioned that and i'll get to uh certain comments later um comment about the the voice acting Mm -hmm. it was very common in the 90s early 2000s that uh uh well first of all a lot of developing development companies were in canada Right. Also, a lot of voice acting studios were also in Canada or Britain, as a matter of fact. So if you hear a lot of British accents or, in this case, Steve with his stories, uh, that's why. There was a lot of Canadian voice actors out there. Makes sense. Yeah. You, you Very prominent in anime, for sure. Yeah. And just animation studios in general and cartoons.
3: Yeah, a lot of it's done yeah. in Vancouver.
0: Exactly. Uh, Vancouver, parts of... Uh, Quebec, uh, I believe there was a few studios in Ontario as well, but mostly in Vancouver. That was the that was the big hub. Yeah. What do you think, Colin?
3: Uh, I I didn't actually get to play this one because boom, oh, boo. we're all That's stuck inside, and I didn't and I didn't, I didn't have much faith in that a copy would come my way, and I didn't want to pay the twenty bucks on PSN.
0: Ah, that's fair. That's a very fair comment.
3: Okay, so then uh,
0: I played the Dreamcast version. I'm very curious to what... I guess you watched a YouTube video or something, Colin?
3: Yeah, I did. I also have a bit of a backstory with it, because... Oh, cool. Do tell. I just remember being curious about it when it came out, because I saw it on the shelf at Blockbuster pretty frequently. But since I didn't have a PlayStation yet, I couldn't play it. Plus, I hadn't really played any other Resident Evil games by that point. I remember thinking at the time that the girl on the cover was Veronica and then being confused when Claire Redfield was the name being bandied about on the back. So, yeah, Yeah, I wasn't really up on my Resident Evil lore at that point.
1: Who is Veronica in this game? Veronica
0: is just the name of the particular uh, virus, the T-strain that they're looking for. I believe it was the scientist that made it.
1: Oh, okay then.
0: The Veronica strain, T Veronica, is what it's called in the game.
1: Now I know.
2: T Veronica virus. <laughs> T Veronica virus, TVV.
3: <laughs> I do agree that Steve is a very annoying character. His, oh, Steve sucks. His voice is like a mix of Sonic the Hedgehog and Titus from Final Fantasy X.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. God, that sounds
3: awful. Just listening to that idea. I think I can safely say he is one of the most annoying characters I've ever seen in a video game. Right up there with Riku from Final Fantasy X-2. Every time he's on screen, I just want to punch him.
0: (laughs) Alright. So, at first, if you guys remember, I was on a Resident Evil kick last year. Mm -hmm. And I played through the first three games, and then I kind of halted at Code Veronica. Uh, And I stopped at about that three-hour mark that you did, Kevin. Nice. Because of the excessive amount of backtracking. And very long at that. That's what killed it for me. Uh, Yes, it's par for the course with Resident Evil games, but this definitely went overboard. However, uh, once that part passes, because I still had my save file, so I was just like, I'll just pick it up where I left off. And uh, then it becomes... A great Resident Evil game. I can't give it a lot of credit because it made me stop playing it the first time around, mm-hmm. which is a problem. Uh the weird Victorian like atmosphere and very strange characters like the cross dressing crazy Arthur.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I can't say it doesn't make this a unique experience. <laughs>
1: well y- yeah, I I mean I see where they were going with it, but like the whole time I like I didn't like the other Resident Evil. It's Evils. super campy and outlandish. It's, that's the thing. It, it feels like it, it was like a PS1 game they were making. And then they were like, oh, PS1's dead, guys. Just move this over. Which, by the way, I learned why that is that way. Ready? Ready. This is supposed to be Resident Evil 3. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be, Which yeah. is, And I guess,
1: like, there was a contract negotiation where, like, some, for some reason they had to have, like... Another game on PS1. So this literally just got shifted over. So...
2: Uh, I mean, this one follows Claire that was in the second one. Right. So, and the third one's just like, hey, we're in the same city. Yeah, 3
1: three is actually also phoned in. So, like, it's weird. In a way. In, in a way. They kind of made it because they had to, which is weirdly how I feel about the RE3 remake because it came out so soon. I feel like they were just like, ah, let's just do it. Why not? You know? So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's that. So
0: the, the graphics on the Dreamcast for Code Veronica, it's very, very good. I, I can't think of another game where the graphics are this damn good on the Dreamcast. Yeah. So take, take that for what it's worth for Dreamcast graphics. Um, and even compared to a lot of PS2 games, uh, early 2000, you know, even though the PS2 wasn't out yet, uh, I can't remember playing anything that looked better than Code Veronica. Uh, so, then to remark, the Antarctica is a great location for the game. Uh, there's just great CG and cutscenes, because the game is more cutscene-heavy. Uh, They're slowly starting to get into that whole uh, area of, of making a game through that. Um, anyways, uh, I haven't finished the Antarctica section, but uh, I, did, I did look forward to... Look ahead to lots of uh, what the rest of the game has to has to offer, and it looks very interesting. There's cool little uh, cargo hold plane battle uh, that was fun to do. Um, there's no dodge mechanic in the game, which why yeah. they took that out. I will never know
4: Th- that. Not to you?
0: say that it worked in the first couple games all that well, but it was it was still there,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it came in handy. It was just not here in this one, and I can't tell you how many times I would just get cornered by two or three zombies, and because there was no dodge, I couldn't. I, I was just bodied, bodied against a the wall. There, it was very annoying. The no
1: dodge, and I know it's like a kind of a thing, of Resident Evil, but like the knife is why they just don't use it. Eh,
0: it. It's kind of a joke. It I do, guess.
1: Yeah, it doesn't do anything. But like, I I, I don't know. I don't like that. Any, like, if it was like wooden stick, was your object? I'd be like, okay, it's a joke. I get it. But like. If a knife is all I have and I'm out of ammo which you will be cuz it's Resident Evil, like it should do something like anything and it doesn't it's it took I I couldn't kill a single thing with it. Also the hit detection Yeah, you've bad.
0: never really been able to do that since the first game. No,
1: but like at least it like okay, I could at least like if I hit it with a a knife it kind of the zombie would kind of at least like uh and then like moved so I can get out of the way but I couldn't with this it's just, it's, mm-hmm. oh, speaking of cutscenes, so I played the, the PS3 downloadable version, and it's super weird to be, like, these kind of, like, waxy 3D models of, like, oh, they tried to clean it up, and then just, like, 360p cutscenes in 4x3 that they squished in. It's <laughs> really weird, and it, I, like, I kind of understood it, I was like, yeah, whatever, they're not gonna go through it's that funny
0: up. in modern eyes it definitely is. yeah
1: uh i don't know i just I, I i've given three classic resident evils a shot and i guess the last one is three and i just haven't had fun with any of them
0: well you played three for the podcast
1: well okay you all right we got to go over this word play you dabble you dabble you dabbled
0: fine. you demo do whatever
1: you okay. still have played okay it's fine if you want to go by your definition okay so they all suck is my point <laughs> you don't like it i don't but the one that's like the only one that i like in this style is like revelations and it's because it has like smart controls (laughs) i guess
0: even though it's regarded as one of the worst i
1: don't care because clearly i'm the (laughs) only person that thinks like resident evil aged horribly and everyone can't get off their rose colored glasses like you just don't understand because you just don't understand good games and i'm like okay
0: or you don't like you don't like the original resident evils I, Until it went, went to an uh, action oriented game. Uh, yeah. I by, agree with
2: them. They they don't they haven't aged well. They they have I really like Resident Evil Two. And this game is pretty much Resident Evil Two and I didn't like it. Like the controls Resident Evil suck, suck now. Campy.
1: Resident Evil Two, <laughs> I but think... like they tr- they made it better than one, so like I find it passable at least.
0: Which if, one did you play, Joey? Which version? PlayStation two. <laughs> okay, so you also played X.
2: Yeah, I, I kinda get my Dreamcast stuff to work, so.
1: You mean X cross arms?
2: <laughs> but like i liked resident evil 2 i played uh, that all the time as a kid um but coming back to this one because i've never played code veronica for some reason i don't know why but it just i wanted to like it but now i'm like i don't like these controls i think if they don't know why. It it's because be it great. came out
0: on the dreamcast as an exclusive first
2: <laughs> yeah i know but still when it came out ps2 i probably could have picked it up but i never did so
0: because the time had already passed And 4 was out, I think... I think.
2: Yeah, I never played 4 either. I think
0: by the time X came out, 4 came out
2: already. Why would you play another Resident Evil Everyone had moved on
0: from Code Veronica. That's why. Uh, So, again, I will reiterate, uh, I think as a Resident Evil game, the campiness, if you're not into the campiness, uh, you're not going to like this game at all. Uh, The first three hours, I think, are horrible. And that's what turned me off that's a big big minus right. in my book uh once you once i got past that though uh so kind of see because it's the beginning of the game that's that's inexcusable yeah 3 feel me 3 so
1: hours far? is not the beginning of the game and it shouldn't take me more than that to say okay this hooked me and like that's what somebody in in my chat was saying they were like no, you only start at the beginning. It's better if this, I'm like, I've been playing it for three hours and it hasn't done it by now. I don't care how good it gets. It's not worth it.
2: Yeah, I shouldn't have to hate a game for yeah. three hours just to start enjoying that's it. That's like my favorite exactly. Final Fantasy
1: 13. It's so like, no, after 13 hours it gets good. I'm like, no, no. that's a. Oh, th-
0: I like Final Fantasy XV. No, anyways, thir- thir-
1: 13, I said. Oh. Yeah, okay. people are like, no, it gets good at like hour 14. I'm like, I don't care It sounds like, at all.
3: sounds like Witcher 1. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which what I heard Ten is hours too. to get good. Once you get past the three-hour tutorial level, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Sorry. Like, I'm sure it's great, and you can tell me all about it because you have more patience than I do. But I'm I'm infamously impatient at sometimes, and I get that. But I don't care. if Three hours is too long.
0: No, I, and I will I will agree with you guys that this this is not this is it's it's inexcusable. That's that's my big word to describe it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, because I still had my save file and I was able to pick up pick up right at that point, if, 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 only if, you make it through those first three hours, I would say if you've made it to that point, continue, because then you will have a good Resident Evil experience.
1: Uh, maybe.
0: Okay. So take that for what it's worth. Okay. So, uh, Game Pro issue. Here's my magazine review. I Game Pro this. issue 140. Graphics 4.5. I can kind of okay, agree with that. Fine. Sound 4.5. Control got a 4. <laughs> okay,
1: This I automatically delete this from like any validity.
0: Fun Factor got a 4, so that gives it an 85 out of 100 rating. Yeah, sure. Uh, an interesting last paragraph from Game Pro here. That's what I got. <clears throat> Quote. One of the best video game series to ever hit a console, and Veronica will probably be a monster hit. <laughs> I like that little wordage. Especially with Blue Stinger and Carrier as leading action-adventure games on the Dreamcast. Oh. So it, it was like bottom-of-the-barrel bullshit. Never it's like, well, compared those. to those, this is great. You don't yeah, need well, to- that, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once you get pa- and here we go. Once you get past the initial wow factor of the graphics, though, the routine gameplay will wear thin quickly, especially for Resident Evil fans. That's kind of what you went through, Joey.
1: That sounds completely contradictory to what those ratings just said.
2: Uh,
0: well, it though mm, it was really just the fun factor part,
1: yeah. so- So, like, it's yeah. got a 4 out of 5 on fun factor. It's really repetitive and monotonous, so-
0: See, I- only got again i only got that in those first two to three hours after that nothing it felt like a really good resident evil game it played like one i was really into the campiness because i like b b movie shit
1: right but like i i like b movie shit but the thing is like i just i can't i know it came out then i'm not oblivious to the fact that that's how controls were back then and i'm sure they were great but like i'm playing it now i just i don't see how people like maybe if you grew up with it you can go back to it in your muscle memory but like as somebody who didn't, I find these unplayable. Like, I can't. Tank controls don't make anything scarier or more fun. They make it more frustrating.
0: Cause... Not in modern eyes.
1: No, yeah, and that's uh,
0: unfortunately even, that's all I got. Even
2: coming back, I grew up playing this all the time. I I can't go back and play it. Like, <laughs> they're they are pretty bad to play with. Well, that's what made the Resident
0: Evil Two remake so good. Is that they the fact? I mean, you can. Put You can change it to have tank controls if you so please. I just can't imagine why you would. Other than to try and get in, have that nostalgia gameplay feel. Yeah, but
1: like, I, get, I guess again, nostalgia reasons, but I would never keep those tank controls on for more than like two seconds. And I'm willing to, to play the remakes of all these Resident Evil games I, I hate and see like, hey, maybe it's better now. I'm not totally against that. I'll give it a shot. But like, it, look,
0: I can I can say the one and two remakes are really really good. Yeah, I, I, but and since I you already have such a major issue with the
1: puzzles, well, that's the thing. The, so like, you probably won't like it. But it, even if the pu- maybe if it was just the puzzles, I'll take it. But it's the puzzles plus the bad controls that make it so slow to go find anything. Like maybe what that
2: about the the door opening sequence every time you go through a door and
1: I that I I'll be fair. I thought that was always cool when I was little because I was like oh, something's gonna pop out. Like so maybe like i'll i'll give the puzzle a shot without these slow tank oh man i have to go back and get this thing in a box way over there like I, i'm willing to try anything before i write it off and that actually on my own personal tier list like it goes with the yakuza in this isn't for me it's unfair to rank it accurately like and i understand it's not for me so like i'm not going to call it bad and nonsense in real... you just
0: spent a whole time saying you hate it yes
1: i i hate it but i understand it's also not for me it... so
0: you can rank it saying you hate it
1: i get if you want me to yes but i'm also willing to yeah. say hey i understand this is wholly not for me
0: so Anyways, like, don't listen to uh,
1: me.
0: la uh, so i actually got the official u.s dreamcast magazine
1: probably not biased
0: on on the uh oh yeah probably not biased at all so issue five from may 2000 keep in mind that the game came out february 2000 Uh, so (laughs) the review lists off all the flaws that come standard with Resident Evil games and torches the horrid voice acting, but attributes it to B-movie greatness. And then here's the quote I took. Until gameplay in adventure titles makes a significant move to the next level of interactivity and depth, RECV is the gleaming pinnacle of adventure perfection.
4: (laughs) Mm. Okay,
0: yep. That's the perfect B-movie camp storyline involving gameplay twice as long as any previous RE. 10 out of 10, perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> I thought you might like that, Kevin.
1: Mm, yeah, well. I'm sure somebody out there also rates adventure novels, or visual novels, as 10 out of 10s, but I'm just like...
0: Yeah, right. Well, hmm. they do exist. Well, so, um... I'll go first. I liked code veronica however with the 2 to 3 hour gap or um barrier to get into the good part of the game it's inexcusable so i fail it
1: yeah okay that's fair from an objective standpoint i get that because it shouldn't take that long so i'm a fail it like i i just find it funny that this one's also not getting remade yeah like yeah and then uh, like i saw when the what four is possibly getting remade people like what about code veronica i'm like come on no
0: i don't know i would say this game should be remade and then they could get rid of all the backtracking at the beginning of the game (laughs)
1: maybe maybe it might (laughs) But they wouldn't do that so i don't know i just find it funny that this one's getting overlooked
2: joey fail i'm gonna fail it hell yeah
1: Uh,
0: what a shocker
3: i fail it because joey's a solid man The I fail it because Steve.
1: Oh yeah, fuck
0: Steve. Oh, just Steve. Oh come on.
1: I know, honestly, good enough and reason. He only
0: wants to. He 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 only has a crush on Claire. I mean, come on. Does he so though? He kind of wants to kiss her when. It oh
3: yeah, make him any less it's, annoying. It's a big love interest. Yeah.
0: Like before he dies in the game, he's like, "I love you,
1: Claire." Oh man, he <laughs> dies. What a spoiler! I don't care.
3: <laughs> I guess that negates yeah, all a... of the annoyance then.
0: Yeah. The cross-dresser also dies, by the way. Oh,
3: man, what a spoiler. I don't care. Yeah. Does Leon live? Because Leon's the
1: coolest character in Resident Evil 4.
0: They do mention Leon in the game.
1: Good, because he's the only good character to come out of Resident so Evil. So it
0: kind of sets up for.
1: Oh, and Chris, because Chris can punch boulders. Well, Chris is there. Yeah, well, Chris is can't cool. can punch boulders. Well, then this yeah, game he's, sucks. He's not,
0: he's, not, he's not roided out like in Revelations
1: yet. Well, then you know what? Why are we playing? Okay. We wasted our time on this.
0: Alright, so my my pick was Medieval 2 on the PlayStation goes for about $30. Speaking of which, uh, Code Veronica, if you so choose, is $15 generally, uh, especially on the Dreamcast. Ghost and Goblins is 13 bucks. So Medieval 2, again, goes for 30 bucks. PlayStation, uh, developed by uh, Sony Computer Entertainment Cambridge Studio, published by Sony, released April 2000. So we're really hitting that new millennium, guys. Uh, game clocks in at only around six hours. Uh, so this is rather interesting, because the first game I remember as a kid, and the character Sir Daniel gets at least a moniker of love. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I think you mean modicum. We played the first... Excuse the word me, is mod- The word is modicum, not moniker.
0: Oh.
1: Well,
0: thank you for the English correction.
1: From the French-Canadian got him. Uh, he's not... I know, I just want to... Go go just, let, me, let me have this. Huh.
0: We played the first one on the podcast way back, and the controls were the major factor why we had issues with it. I did listen to our previous review on the first one. Mm-hmm. We all really liked it and enjoyed it, but the controls was that. Like, that was the thing that kept us from enjoying it, right? Mm-hmm. There were two remakes of the first game, with Resurrection on the PSP and the newer PS4 remake, which was, in fact, tons of fun and all the controls are fixed. <laughs> So, Smart. imagine that. So with this theme here, I thought, hey, perfect op to finally look back on the sequel, which never got a remake, nor is it available on the PlayStation Network
1: I was found weird.
0: So I asked the question, why? And we discover why when we played this. Mm. So the game takes place in Victorian era London, 1886, which I thought was funny considering the title. Very ironic. Mm. Medieval. Ah, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And instead of the Hall of Heroes as the main hub, now where we are in uh, the Museum Professor's Lab, which I thought was kind of lame. You know, it does that whole Spyro thing or whatever, where it introduces a new character yep. or cast just for the sake of doing it.
1: New game, new, new villain, who this?
0: Right. Uh, levels are just big thoughts of the game. Levels, I thought, were at least unique and interesting from the very first level to... Uh, I, I didn't really like the confusingish town.
1: Yeah, yeah um, it was weird.
0: Yeah. The Egyptian stage was pretty fun. That's where we meet Daniel's sexy Egyptian, not totally sexualized, mummy
1: love interest. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotta yeah. ha Gotta have one. Good games always have one.
0: Yeah, so I thought I had a pretty fun beginning. Uh, it's still very much medieval, right, with the wacky hack-and-slash mechanics to it all. You run probably twice as fast as you probably should. Uh... Then the game ramps up in difficulty a lot. Especially in the carnival level and the garden stage. But, again, just like the first game, it's because of the controls and the camera. So, why did they not fix these things? I don't know. Uh, You can control with the analog stick or the D-pad, because you know you were kind of in between that era and... Uh, the company's wanting to build for assuming not everybody has the DualShock controller yet. Right. Yeah, so that makes sense to me. Uh, this game was extremely uh, stingy on health and instant deaths. Unlike the first one. So, yeah, there was only a few moments in the first one where you'd get hit with an insti de- instant death. And the green mist would replenish when you go back and forth between levels. So if you get stuck on a future one, you can just go back to a past one, refill your health, and then try again kind of situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't regenerate in this one, which I thought was stupid. Uh, there's a lot of moments in the second one where you would fall from heights, uh, fall into water, whatnot. Uh, it even had that Castlevania knockback mechanic where something would knock you off. Oh, and of course, cool. your cliffside or pond side, it just knocks you into that shit. The best so feature. That was yeah the best feature in every game, right? So that was aggravating. Uh, Lots of big no-no's for me, right? Uh, I didn't get to the last level, but I did see what a horrid pain in the ass it was of assness for those exact same reasons I just said. And now it's just, of course, harder because it's the last level. Right. And there are two endings. There's a good ending and a bad ending. Okay. Now, one would say you would get the good ending by getting, like, all the power-ups, all that stuff, right? Am I wrong? You're right. With assuming such a thing? You're
3: right. Sounds about right.
0: Well, in fact, that is not the case. You can only get the good ending by not getting specifically the Gatling Gun. So it's a big middle fingers to players wanting to get the cool weapon
4: <laughs>
0: to play and, to play the game with, right? So that's a big thumbs down. If you skip over, the, and apparently the, hard, the final boss is so ridiculous to beat without the Gatling Gun that Many people I read just wouldn't play the last level because of that. Hmm. So another thumbs down. Are we seeing why this game hasn't been remade yet?
1: Um, <laughs> yes, but yeah. I know we just did the the for or Black Sheep episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, thing is, I would I would call this one of those like not like a for like a forgotten sequel, but also like you can live without this sequel. Like I don't think anyone really remembers Medieval Two. I don't think anyone cares that Medieval Two has never been remade because just play the first one. It, it like it's almost more medieval but worse. So like I I don't I never honestly had the urge to play the sequel, and uh, being that I just dabbled in this one, I don't really care to finish it either.
0: Well, this is why I asked the question when they were doing the re- Medieval remake. Why didn't they just include the second game?
1: I don't think it'll ever get remade. If they didn't bundle no. bundle it in with the first one, like as a like ah, here it is, just because. Like, I don't think there would be any hype over Medieval Two, fixed. You know.
0: Well, I mean, when they did the Crash remake and the Spyro, all three games were on there, and yet Medieval only got the first game because when the second game, like, you know, in a in a vacuum of Medieval Two itself. This game does have the charm and love that the first game has, but again, you're battling the fucking controls and then the assness of health stingy, right? Right?
1: But that's the thing. I like at least all at least two out of the three Spyro and Crash games like two out of three of them are pretty generally well regarded. Like I think they're all pretty good. But like if they didn't like I said, if they didn't bundle this one in because it's such a drop in quality, I don't think they'll ever redo it because
0: But everything they, here's my argument though, everything they fixed in the remake from Medieval 1 is the same thing that needs to be fixed in Medieval 2. What was the sales numbers
1: from 1 to 2? Uh, not good. Yeah, I was gonna say, maybe that's why they were just like, alright, nobody cares about Medieval 2. Yeah. So,
0: that. But that's why, I mean, it's not even on the PlayStation Store, which is also very strange.
1: Did Sony make it, or is it? Who made that? Yeah, wow, oh, really? Okay, that's weird. I don't know.
0: It's the same studio and the same same publisher. Maybe they just forgot about it. it. It's just, it's just nope. This game never happened. Doesn't
2: exist. <clears throat> yeah. So, Joey, Colin, I have nothing to add on this. Hey, fair enough.
3: Colin? I only watched videos for this one. They didn't have it. Fair enough. I mean,
0: yeah, it's 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 a hard it's a hard game to come by. For some reason or another,
1: there's so just something people care about it. <laughs> mm. I,
0: it's a real shame because there is there is a lot of love to be had in the game, but the same it's the same issue, and then some with the little things tacked onto it, which makes it worse than the first one. <laughs> kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, they tried. Mm.
3: I liked the graphics yeah. and visuals, and I liked the idea for the first boss because it felt a bit like Shadow of the Colossus, and that you gotta. Climb up its back and slash a weak point on the back of its head. Mm hmm. And that was before Shadow of the Colossus even existed. But it seems much like Golden Axe, this game has the problem of the character waving their weapon, but you don't really feel the hits connecting. And.
1: Yeah. It's
3: pretty much.
0: Well, they also fixed that in the remake from the first one. So it's hmm. again everything that we're saying is an that's a negative was fixed in the remake and yet. Medieval two, thrown off in the dumpster to the side.
1: Unnecessary sequels.
0: I mean it's it's goofy. Uh, it's a it, it's a real shame because this was the game I planned on trying to beat for the podcast and then. I just lost love with it, lost interest. I didn't become obsessed with it, unlike Angel of Darkness.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I still can't figure that one out, but whatever.
0: Uh, Yeah. Very, very saddened to uh, totally see why Medieval 2 gets forgotten about. Um, And then I read the official PlayStation... I wanted to read the official PlayStation magazine review, but unfortunately, that magazine is still in scanning archival mode currently.
1: I so thought you were gonna be like only... they didn't even care to review it. Yeah. Uh
0: so I was I found the review from GamePro issue one forty one, June two thousand. Also the E3 issue, by the way. Ooh. This was it was written
1: by Brother Buzz. Ah yes, Brother Buzz. Yeah, who could forget? The the other Dudley brother. <laughs>
0: oh god. Uh Quote, the tight controls... So oh. it's... I found that, and I was like, what? Right. This guy
4: knows <laughs> the tight
0: controls about. enable you to use 17 weapons to hack, slash, and shoot with pinpoint precision. <laughs> yes. But unlike the first Medieval, you have to put some thought into it.
1: Official PlayStation magazine, you said, right? No, GamePro. Oh. Weird. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, not tight controls. Uh, I will say that choosing which weapons you gather and killing enemies. I was like, okay, that's, that's something the first game is missing. I'll at least give the statement half
1: points.
0: (laughs) Uh, a good old fashioned thumb jockey workout was a fun quote. I took from that review. Thumb Jockey. Thumb jockey workout. Yeah. Mm. Here we go. Quote game cam provides fine control, but, and then all caps, you have to contend with a few wacky angles in the heat of battle.
1: Sounds like somebody who loved Medieval One and was trying to review this and convince themselves they love it.
0: Uh, yeah, it gave it a ninety out of a hundred rating. Right, so these
1: guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I think you're actually right. I think someone just really loved the first Medieval and wanted to find the great things and ignore the bad things for the review. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Nine out of ten. So it did get a better rating than Code Veronica.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I mean, to be fair, that's pretty bottom of the barrel for me, but okay.
0: So, I like Medieval, I like the character, I like the worlds. Unfortunately, this is, in fact, worse than the first one, which there's no excuse for, considering it's a sequel, and they should have learned from their mistakes. And being that the same mistakes were in the sequel, and then they added the whole stingy health thing, and because you're still battering, battling the camera, and they added more Death Heights, uh, big thumbs down, I... Fail, Medieval
3: Two, unfortunately.
1: Ooh,
3: but I also agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I fail, fail it too. I fail it too. Oof,
1: I burped.
0: Colin, will we pass a game with your pick?
3: Well, I certainly.
0: <laughs> We're zero for three.
3: <laughs> Let's find out. My game is Zombies Ate My Neighbors on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis.
1: Zombies date my neighbors as well Went ah. to a nice restaurant
3: <laughs> Developed by LucasArts And published by Konami Released on the Super Nintendo In North America on September 1993 and on Sega Genesis in November ni- November 1993 The EU versions of Both just say
4: 1993
1: Yeah Europe has yes. the month Everyone knows that
3: so this is a top-down run-and-gun game with couch co-op gameplay premise is pretty simple zombies along with other movie monsters have begun running amok something to do with toxic waste if the barrels that crop up in every level are any indication and it's it's up to you to rescue your neighbors and various other civilians before they get eaten simple quirky and fun and the game Makes a lot of campy references to all kinds of monster movies, including Alien, err, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Texas Chainsaw Massacre slash Friday the Thirteenth, The Mummy, and Chucky movies, among others. You can tell the developers really love these kinds of movies. And the game is very fun in arcade. I mean, I found myself starting over and playing again repeatedly, which is something i don't usually find myself doing with older games i haven't played before so that's a big point in its favor and i like the power ups of this there's a there's one where when you activate it you like drink this magic potion and then turn to this big purple hulk monster temporarily you can go around smashing stuff including locked doors and the bazooka is a really useful weapon as it does the pre red faction thing of allowing you to blow open holes in walls to get to certain areas if you don't have the key to the door, you can even blow open lock doors if again if you don't have the key, although you get bonus points if you don't do any of that with for the whole level didn't really see that often in games of the time. <laughs> And one thing I found funny is that you get more points for rescuing certain people. Like, cheerleaders will get you 1,000 points, while strict, ugly teachers will get you 10 points. And the presentation reminded me a lot of toe Jam and Earl. Just felt very 90s in addition to I the... I was
0: thinking the same thing.
3: Yeah. Very 90s in addition to the top-down perspective. And Sometimes the hit detection could be a bit weird. I mean, I found myself occasionally walking right through the neighbors I was supposed to rescue, which would sometimes cause them to get killed by zombies or whatever else was in the level at the time. But, yeah, what did you guys think?
1: Best game on the cast, 10 out of 10.
3: (laughs) This is actually the only one
1: I, I had a bunch of fun with. Uh, it's kind of a, a hard without two people, but I mean, I still had fun going by myself. I got up to level 20 with continuing passwords. I tried not to save state in this because it didn't seem as fun. Um, the weapons are good. The only thing I really have trouble with this game is that I don't like the, the button layout and I can never remember which button like switches items and which uses them. Uses is, that was a word. Um, but that's like, it just takes some time to get used to. Um, it's weird. I played the super Nintendo that the map option, you have to hit the shoulder button as if I didn't want it open all the time.
0: Um, well, it takes up a lot of real estate on the screen,
1: Yeah, but it's transparent. Like it's fine. Uh, I hate anything with a chainsaw in this game. It can go to hell. Uh, (laughs) those things are impossible to kill. There's some enemies that like they, they do take way too many hits to kill, but I think they planned on you playing with a friend. To, like, aggro them and, like, distract them, too. So, that could have been me, but it didn't really take away from my fun. Um, what else was there? Those snakes. I think we, me and JD both got to level 20. Uh, these snakes are impossible. Uh, their hitboxes suck. And that's kind of where I called it in, but even then, I didn't, like, wasn't mad at the game at all. I was just like, I need, I need a second person. And it would probably be more fun, but most of my friends wouldn't touch any game like this, because it's old and ew.
0: I'm actually shocked we didn't uh, cover this game for the co-op episode way back when. Yeah, bad call. But we played it now, so not a big deal.
2: <laughs>
0: Over three years later. <laughs> <laughs> Joey?
2: I thought it was alright. I mean, obviously... Alright? is the best one on there. I mean... I can see, back in the day, this could have been a lot of fun, but I don't know, I was getting bored with it. Now, it just... I, I, and I had issues with hitboxes. Like, yeah. I thought I was hitting shooting a zombie, but it went right past them, but they could walk right up and hit me, so that got annoying. Um, and, or I kill a zombie and it just spawns right on top of me for a new one. I don't know. It was it was an okay game, but it, it's way better than everything else we've played for this Fun episode.
1: Fun.
0: The addiction factor was definitely there.
2: Yup. Just wanted to keep getting them zombies.
0: Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, you, the objective is... Um, each level, you have to go around, save at least one neighbor per stage... Uh, before you can move on. And then, uh... Or at least find... Some stages will have ten, or whatever. And, uh... Once all ten or whatever number that there might be on a stage, is found, saved, or killed, then the do- then the door will open to take you to the next stage. So kind of like a weird bubble bobble factor to it. There are 48 stages in total. So we pretty much got to the halfway point. Uh, all of us. You- except, Joey, how-, how far did you get?
2: I played a couple stages, so.
0: Okay. Halfway. We'll demo. So, here we go. <clears throat> I actually wrote down my thoughts over some, some stages because uh, game is kind of tough. Level 3, it introduces the axe babies in the supermarket, so that scared the shit out of me. Something like Out of Omen,
3: I thought. I thought they were Chucky dolls.
0: Yeah, now that you said that, it was probably more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Level 4 has the Jason fucking Voorhees going after ya ass, and there's more than one with a fucking bitches. chainsaw, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, level 5, uh, Meteorite Struck, and it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You mentioned that, Colin. Mm-hmm. A really cool and stressful level if you're playing on co-op, because it, well, copies you and your uh, Zeke and Julie, the main characters. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you're playing on co-op, you're like shooting your buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Uh, level 8, the Giant Milk Baby can fuck off. He's way too fast, and he goes off screen all the time. Yeah, I hated that. So that was bad. And then, so yeah, level ten is where the game gets uh, gets real, boys, because you have the trifecta from hell. You have the toy factory, then the weed level, and then uh, the Mars attacks, which is a fucking trial of patience because they shoot you with uh, their little bubble guns, and then the um, it will either do a damage or then the spaceship will take you away and kill your ass. Yeah, and that's a game over. Uh, level thirteen after the level select. Is uh, at least a rest- a sort of restocking stage, but there's a billion enemies there, so you kind of got to get in and get out situation. Uh, I guess that's like a Days of the d- Day, um, Day of the Dead situation.
3: Dawn they you trying the
0: to mimic Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Both are movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, level 17, Office of the Doom. After the Ant Maze stage, I got the password BKYZ. For what it's worth. I don't know if you guys wrote down your passwords.
3: BKYZ. I mainly save stated, yeah. but only at like the beginning and ends of stages.
0: Yeah. I looked up future stage codes and it seems it varies on a small al- algorithm of sorts, but the four letters are still more or less the same. Ah yeah. Uh, game over on level 18 saving the one baby.
4: Um, so yeah,
0: that's the that's this is where the first one or the uh Stress started coming in, and it was starting to break my spirit. Oh, yeah. So level 18 and 19, there's only one uh, neighbor that you have to save. And you go about the level searching for them. And the thing is, as soon as they get on screen, you have to save them with, like, immediately. Otherwise, an enemy will kill kill them. And that's a, that's not a life, and you restart the stage. That is a game over. The game's done.
3: Ah, that's bullshit.
0: So, that was like, holy crap, you suck game. Moment. Yeah, no restart the stage. Uh, I, I thought th- that was really unfair. The same thing happens on level 19, and then level 20, you get to the Snakeoids, aka, uh, not two Tremors, as I wrote in my notes here. There's actually three, and those can suck my dick, because the hitbox is ass of assness. I hate that ass. Uh, they take a crazy amount of damage, I was somehow able to cheese and isolate one Tremor at a time, so you have to find, like, uh-huh. a certain area where only one can be on the screen at one time. Yeah. And then they go into this more or less a pattern of going left to right, and you attack the base. Uh, so there is at least that. But uh, even with a monster potion, the one that cha- changes into, into, like, a purple Incredible Hulk character, uh, it's just... Like how much damage am I supposed to do? It just took forever. And then I actually looked up a video of people playing co-op, and they did the monster potion, and it just took ages for them just pummeling away at the snakes. So it's incredibly unfair. It's almost like you're not meant to play past level twenty.
3: I just av- which is I just avoided them myself. Eight.
0: Well, you have to kill them in order to. Uh, uh, get the boss key to find the other neighbors to continue the game. You have to beat them.
3: I didn't. I just laid down the clown dolls and bypassed them somehow. I mean, I I just saw them as... That
0: shouldn't be possible because...
3: Well, I did it.
0: The doors have the boss key. Did you blow up the wall where they were?
3: Prob- I did, probably. I
0: tried that and I I wasn't able to succeed.
3: Yeah, I forget how I did it but somehow I did it. Because mm. I'm playing Genesis version. Which, which one were you playing?
0: Uh, I tried out the Genesis version at first, and then I switched to the SNES version because uh, I just liked that version more.
3: Yeah, well, I only have...
0: Which brings me to my last couple comments. Okay. Actually. Uh, just really fast. Um, I stopped on level 22. That's as far as I got. Revenge of Dr. Tongue. <laughs> that was my breaking point. Because uh, Dracula can suck a dick, he's bats, and he flies from off-screen, immediately hits you, and other things from off-screen immediately hit you. So there's a lot of little things in Zombie Ape My Neighbors that add up to nothing but frustration and cheap hits and deaths. Don't like that. That's that's a big minus for me. Uh, but I will say, I usually prefer games like this, the really goofy 90s as fuck games, like ToeJam & Earl. On the Genesis. Oh, yeah. And being that both games look and play virtually identical to each other, so think of, well, Earthworm Jim, the music, I must say, on the SNES and the sound effects has have much more pop and beat than the Genesis version. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, the opposite feeling I said with Earthworm Jim, funny enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So my main gripes is I would have really liked a standard weapon of sorts that didn't run out of ammo uh, and available weapons or a weapon store in between stages to buy via the money collected in stages because you do collect money. Ah, yeah. But they're just for points. Uh, Too many times I died simply from just running out of ammo or I have to take a hit because of, you know, say the weeds, the environmental damage. So not being able to clear the way from not having the needed weapon. I think if you're going to put a put a stage that you have to have a specific weapon to pass or kill the snakes with, for example, put it on the stage. Put it in the stage. Well, the,
1: the, that, that snake level, as I stutter 40 times, had like a bunch of rocket launchers, but they literally gave you exactly as many as you needed, which was annoying.
0: Right. So if you miss one time, you're fucked. Right. You're dead.
1: But I guess, I don't know, maybe bad early game design, but like. I'm sure people back then were like, I know I need this later after you've played it 30,000 times. You know? Not that it makes it better. I'm just saying. like,
0: Well, that that's kind of like the Ghosts and Goblins comment. Oh, you need the shield from the previous stage you got in me order there. to get on this stage. Yeah. That's bullshit. You got me
1: there. Um,
0: yeah. And th- then I only found one rocket launcher on the snakeoid stage, and that only kills one snake if I hit them all six times. Right.
1: The thing is, even though you're bringing up all these things that are kind of trash, I still had incredible amounts of fun with this, and, like, it's it's probably my go-to co-op game now on Super Nintendo.
0: It's one of the best co-op games I can say out there, especially from a retro perspective. There's a lot of little things that are aggravating, but holy shit, this is so much fun to play with friends.
3: Yeah, I can tell.
1: I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather die on this game over and over and over with a good friend than, like... I don't play Resident Evil Code Veronica again.
0: <laughs> well, what I would do is I'd play level one through nineteen. Just totally skip level twenty. Don't even play that. Get a get a uh, um, level select well, you, you, from online. You can't to skip level twenty. You
1: can't because the passwords only come incrementally. So you'd have to skip a couple levels past that.
0: Ah, no, I found I found a way. I found a way. Oh. I did end up beating the Snakewood, but I found a way. There is there is a uh, what you do is. You take someone's code from, like, level 10 or something, Mm -hmm. put that in, like, you play, like, the first couple levels. Okay. Then you put the code in at, like, level 10. You die, and then you can, then that'll cue that little algorithm to put in a code for later.
1: It sounds way too complicated. No.
0: It's not that complicated. Basically, you play the game, you get, like, your first couple codes... And then you just input the code once you die, and it'll, you'll skip right over level 20.
4: Mm. And then you
0: can actually play the rest of the game.
4: <laughs> mm.
1: I guess.
0: But there is there is a reason why everyone says, oh, I love Zombies Eight My Neighbors, but I never got past level 20. <laughs> <laughs> Very difficult. Not sure. Uh, okay. So this game was actually heavily censored. Uh, Nintendo has a no blood and less... Violence Policy, uh, a.k.a. gore. And then Europe censored it even more by having the game totally renamed to just Zombies. So you can't have the ate my neighbors part. (laughs) (laughs) 90s, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And this was before the ESRB came out, too. Ah, yeah. Not that that
3: matters. It wasn't until Uh, Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah, and then um, even though they kept the Jason Voorhees chainsaw wielding enemies when they were identified in the game they were called lumberjacks wielding axes <laughs> even though it was clearly a chainsaw so yeah i thought that was funny uh has some interesting spin-offs like Herc's adventure and Swagman, a sweet title <laughs> i must say and there's even a sequel kevin you might be interested called ghoul patrol i don't know if you i don't that.
1: know anybody that's ever played ghoul patrol I always want to say patrol, say ghoul, Seagull. patrol. I know, uh, yeah, I know it's a but like nobody ever talks about it. I, I don't think I ever saw a copy when I was working in the game store and I don't, I know nothing about it because everyone's just like, but zombies ate my neighbors. So, right. Yeah. It's weird.
0: Yeah. Bit of a cult classic here. Uh, the developers of Dead Rising had an article out. They give a lot of credit to zombies ate my neighbors for their inspiration of, well, the game basically. Interesting. Which I can totally see. Uh, the SNES version goes for $32 and the Genesis version goes for $23. So if the sound and music is very important to you, I would say go for the SNES version easily. Then I found the GamePro I was not able to find, I'm sorry, the GamePro review of this game at all. They just never reviewed it. Nintendo Power, however, in issue 51, August 1993, featured an 8-page feature over the game... And levels... Cutting you off, I gotta pee. That's fine. And even remarked about its very helpful password feature in the game, but not every stage. (laughs) Praised its uniqueness and fun factor, its 45 plus stages with different monsters. However, criticized stages for not having weapons where they are virtually essential. So my my complaint as well. Uh, So like most reviews back then, it was split into four categories. Gameplay, control, fun in either graphics or challenge. Got a 3.8... In gameplay, 3.8 in control, a 4 factor in the fun, makes perfect sense to me, mm-hmm. I think it should be a little higher, and a 3.7 in the uh, graphics challenge category, which by today's standards of the 0 to 100 scale comes out to a moniker, or a minuscule, I'm sorry, 76 and a half out of 100. So they were very harsh on this game. In Nintendo Power. Yeah. Yeah. Not compared to that 90 out of 100 Medieval 2 got. <laughs> yeah uh so i'm going to despite my gripes i think the fun factor is very high in this game and it's high enough for me to moniker a pass
3: i give it a pass too
2: high pass high pass high pass i'm gonna pass it as well all right so we all pass all right
3: first of the cast
0: joey our last game of the cast.
2: Yep. I chose D2, um, which is on the (laughs) Dreamcast. Um, yeah, another
0: Dreamcast title
2: (laughs) developed by Warp. It was published by Warp in Japan in 99 and by Sega in North America in 2000. I Mm -hmm. guess surprisingly it's eight and a half hours long and it has four discs, which is crazy to me. um, if you can sit through the thirty minutes of like cutscenes in the beginning, uh, there's a game after that. Um, it's it's weird, especially the Oregon Trail type meat shooting gallery where you kill rabbits and you get meats, and then you kill more rabbits and you get two more meats, and it's strange. It's I don't know, I don't really know how to
3: describe this game. Slow.
0: Well, I had a, I have a ton of notes over this.
3: <laughs> it can be described in one word: slow.
2: Oh yeah, it's yeah. very slow. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird, and the the plant and zombie monsters, which in the cutscenes they say monster like twenty times in a minute. It's like every very sentence true. like oh the monster, you gotta watch out for the monster, monster. Okay, I get it. All right, there's monsters. It's just it's I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs>
0: Uh. Kevin, did you play or see anything on this?
1: I watched a little bit on it, and after experiencing Resident Evil Code Veronica X, I had zero, <laughs> f- like, care for this at all. I was just like, nope. Oh, and now there's extra cutscenes? Oh, I'm good. I'm going to listen to you guys talk about it. All
4: right. I tr- I, tr- I I
1: booted it up, and I watched a cutscene, and I went, <sighs> yeah, I'm done. Okay, bye. <laughs> Code
0: Veronica broke him so oh much he couldn't play
1: D two. No, I don't care.
0: <laughs> you didn't want to get the second why, D. Why do? Look, why
1: <laughs> do? Yeah, I see what you did there. But actually, like, I, I was,
0: I was, I was waiting for this podcast yeah. for that joke. <laughs> I,
2: I think this is actually the third D.
0: Well, technically, it's the third no, D. Yeah,
1: whatever. I just look. I don't you got three holes. You gotta get three D's. I, oh, listen, God. third birthday exists. Oh wait, that's no, Paris on Eve. Anyway, the thing is, like, I just had. When it comes to zombie games, this is my own little tangent, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like, do they have to be slow and methodical and puzzles? Like, why can't we just have a scary game? Why, is, yes. why does it have to be all the Evil Within was great. <laughs> Resident Evil 7, a little puzzly, but great, you know? We don't have to make them the
2: snail's pace. I don't know. They tried that with Resident Evil 5 and it's terrible. It's also true.
1: First of all, punching boulders. Go on. <laughs> That's all I had to say.
0: <laughs> okay. So, this game was originally being made for the M2, the sequel console to the 3DO. Before that was scrapped. Oh, so wow. sad times all yeah. around.
1: We all make mistakes. I know.
0: Pour one out for the for the M2. Game. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yes, we did play D
0: for the 3DO years ago for the podcast, and that game kind of kickstarted our podcast love for the 3DO. Uh, no. Nope. Universally
1: loved. Nope.
2: Yep.
1: Good thing I'm a guest on here.
2: 3D boot. majority the majority 3D Boo. Sorry, I missed
1: my cue.
0: Exploring the Canadian wilderness from a third-person perspective while interior locations are encountered in a first-person perspective, much like D. There's a hunting mechanic in the game, uh that Joey mentioned, getting uh you you shot the hare, got two meats. <laughs> Uh, battle is simply aiming the weapon. It's a very simplistic battle system. An even simpler RPG mechanic system to it, where you get experience points, and it's literally just numbers on the screen with that says EXP, and you level up. Uh, basically, it just levels up uh, Laura's health. That is our main character. Additionally, uh, this is what I found interesting when I was playing it. There's a camera she can use to take pictures at any time in the game, except during cinematics, of course. So players can save the pictures to the virtual memory unit of the Dreamcast and view them later on. So to my knowledge, this is the first game that did that, and it's, uh, you know, the whole camera feature is very common in games today. Take a Snapchat, goofy pictures, all that, post online kind of situation. I found that very interesting when I was playing this. I was like, wow, it had to be the first, or among the first, right?
1: I, I think know. it is, is unless... When did Fatal Frame come out? That was PS2.
0: Well, Fatal Frame, you couldn't save the pictures, oh, though. yeah. What about Pokemon Snap? Could you Ooh. save the pictures? You could print them uh, out. Yeah, you could print them out. Uh-huh. So,
1: no, you could save them. There was an album.
0: Yeah, there was an album. And then you could print them out of Blockbuster. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, the, the, there, there were a few games prior. But something to this extent, uh, just to... Um, expand upon that, anyways. Yes, the game has a wacky, wacky fucking start, especially with the 30 minutes of CGI cutscenes. The game opens up with Lara Parton, not the same character from D, who was Laura Harris. Okay, so every D game ha- has a character named Lara. Uh, falling asleep, she falls asleep on an airplane to an undisco, uh, and she uh, the plane crashes falls in an undisclosed location in the Canadian wilderness. We can only assume it's like Alberta. Uh, after being jolted awake by a tone over the airplane's PA system, a friendly conversation with a fellow passenger named David, and of course the group of terrorists that kind of pop up, all seem to be gui- uh, guided by some mysterious cult, uh, cultist chanting to himself. Suddenly and violently takes control of the plane. David, who turns out to be a special... Agent with the FBI attempts to stop the terrorist very poorly. I might add. Yeah. He is thwarted by if you guessed a meteorite striking the plane with him seeing it through the compact of the girl, you guessed right. <laughs> <laughs> Sends the plane crashing into Alberta. Uh, yes, it is a random. Up, up, up. There is it's a random Northwest encounter.
3: Territories.
0: It very well, could be that as well.
3: No, it is. It said north of Yellowknife.
0: Oh, did it? I missed that.
3: How cool. I noticed that shit because I've Uh, been to Yone. uh,
0: I haven't been to the Northwest Territory. One of the three provinces and territories I haven't been to in Canada. Uh, There is a random encounter mechanic to it, so that gets kind of old, uh, depending on your tolerance level, of course. It's all first person, so uh, basically you do this to just grind for health, which is very useful when boss battles eventually come, because, well the mechanic itself you can't dodge you just shoot like it's an arcade shooter kind of situation joey mentioned it's on four fucking discs and that's because of all the cgi cutscenes, really yeah uh at first i thought the closest game i compare this to was something like mist with its puzzle solving in the first person but the more i played it it more reminds me of deadly premonition which i'm sure kevin you've at least seen or tried
1: Deadly Premonition, I hate it.
0: <laughs> but you've played
1: it, right? Yeah, I, unfortunately, I've beaten that game. You've
4: beaten <laughs> Deadly Premonition.
1: I there was a time before I learned how to put games down when I start them if I'm not having fun, and that was that time. Yep, that's a, that, that's a game. Okay. Yeah.
0: So yeah, with the slow brooding pace, the open world, everything's really slow. Uh... Go here, go there, back and forth, back. And forth. Yeah, it's that's what D two is, um, with a bit more cinematic to it. Uh, well, a lot more, I will say. Uh, the games, uh, <laughs> the games uh, cover says extreme suspenseful slowness that will keep you engaged throughout. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this game is probably a cult classic at best, and when uh, when everything's added together. There's still something missing, making it better as a whole. And um, I kind of put it on Deadly Premonition as well. I think the absence of a true character to latch onto is the main problem. Because if you have that character, you can at least be involved with what they're doing more. But instead here in D2 and just like kind of Deadly Premonition really, we got a generic businesswoman here instead of a Jill Valentine. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, pretty much. follow yes. me? Yes, yes, yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, so the the game starts out with your opening movie cutscene. It's ten minutes. Then you insert disc one, and you get another ten-minute cutscene to open the game. Yes, it's very cut-heavy. Almost like games today, really.
3: <laughs> Though it seems like she has uh, the superpower of being immune to hypothermia, because she, spent, she spends most of the time outdoors in only her business suit, no parka. And considering this is no, in the Northwest Territories... North of Yellowknife, in the mountains, in wintertime. How the fuck is she still alive without a parka?
0: Well, I'm sure the meteorite had uh, supernatural properties that keeps her body temperature warm. And, as I discovered at work, having a body temperature of 89 is totally fine, Colin. So, I'm sure it's fine in a video game.
3: (laughs) Sure, let's go with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, the first thing the game teaches you is the first person item collecting, like mist. Then it teaches you to shoot a gun, a.k.a. You got two meats. Uh, So anyways, takes 30 minutes for the game to get going. Advice, play the game with a walkthrough handy and write everything down. Because as I discovered, uh, I didn't write down like a code and I thought I could just go back if I forgot it. Yeah, that's not the case. You can't really go back to places. And if you easily miss a certain item because it's in that first person view, uh, you just won't know what to do later. So yeah, uh, very kind of tedious and slow. It's a test of patience, to say the least.
3: Don't forget there's a five Uh, second... It's
0: very strange.
3: Don't forget there's a five second cutscene each and every time you enter a new environment. And that's if there's no new story to be shown. Correct. Shit like that makes me feel like the game is deliberately wasting our time.
0: I mean, there's some campy humor into it that isn't meant to be campy, like the plants wrapping people up in tentacles and sticking sticking the tentacles down their throat (laughs) which is in the opening cutscene joey you remember this part
2: (laughs) the tentacles all of the tentacles
0: all of the tentacles goes down her throat blowjob style deep throat style
3: yeah it seems like
0: (laughs) and you know she's impregnated impregnated right
3: yeah see you know it it. seems like the game's taking inspiration from both the thing and alien
0: very much so it has to uh I looked, so I didn't play this longer than the couple hours uh, that I wanted, because uh, I was just very. It was so weird. I'm like, "There's more <laughs> <laughs> every time." And I had podcasts going on in the back, so I was just kind of in. I was just in the zone. There's a moment I saw later. I I started just like seeing cutscenes online of just wacky shit that happens later in the game. There's a chest burster. Later oh, that happens and the two women are looking at him and then his head explodes and then he runs around like a chicken with the, with the chest busted open. It's really funny. <laughs> Look this scene up.
3: <laughs> Sounds a little bit like Resident And then I Needle have the... four.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much the same. Um, Dreamcast magazine review is quite glorious. If you guys are ready for this. Oh boy. Top. Yeah. Uh, Top caption, prepare for loads of gratuitous tentacle shots in D2. Not that that's a bad thing, of course. Just if you're interested in that sort of thing. It's you know? <laughs> <laughs> got the hentai thing in it. Uh, content captions, Laura goes all creepy quiet and stuff. It's always the quiet ones. Because <laughs> she never says a word in the entire game. Nope. And then... Uh, Right before the the score review, Resident Evil meets Parasite Eve. We love it, and then it gets a seven out of ten. <laughs> so, like a standard low score, I guess you could say. Like it's not a horrid game, but it's not great by any means. Oh, yeah. So I can't totally disagree with the score, which is funny because uh, it's a it's from Dreamcast Magazine review that, that gave Veronica a ten out of ten. <laughs> But I also got a big laugh because on the same page that um D two here was reviewed, Jeremy McGrath Supercross two thousand was also reviewed, and it got a whopping one out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Whoa. That's a bad game. Really? And then GamePro issue one hundred forty six gave this a sixty two and a half out of a hundred, so they had switched to the uh Oh, no, they hadn't. Uh, Controls got a 2 out of 5, which I can't really say the controls were horrid. Not when Veronica had worse controls, Medieval had worse controls, and those got 4s. So, not, uh... But I did like the Game Pro final line that said, Game failed to mesh genres and failed to mix the freedom of exploration and the intensity of something like Shenmue. (laughs) So there you go. Which by the way, Shenmue got like extremely critically acclaimed scores (laughs) in mag in the magazines. Shocker, right, guys? Yeah.
1: Boo.
0: Boo. So yeah, D two was is very weird. I would say if you're into the weird kind of cult classic games and you liked if you liked Deadly Premonition, then D two is for you. I personally just found it weird. And I got into a zone, but I would still definitely fail this game. Uh, didn't keep me invested like the first D, being so weird and unique. This one's weird and unique, but not in, not in a good way. So, I fail it, but Joey, I
2: will give you props for picking a very, very strange game. Oh, yeah. I only picked it because it showed up in a list of with plant zombies. So, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I would have called them zombies,
3: but that's what they call them. Yeah, I will. But I'm ad- definitely failing this game. I will admit that the environments look good. I mean, like with the, the mountain landscape.
0: Oh, yeah, the graphics were very good.
3: But yeah, just how slow it went. I mean, with it taking half an hour for you to even be able to start playing. To quote Yahtzee, that's not <laughs> a slow boil. That's checking a signal flare into a swimming pool.
0: <laughs> uh, can't argue with that.
3: So yeah. So I fail. to
0: reiterate, oh yeah, Kevin, you fail.
3: <laughs> yeah, I to guess fi- if you want to call it what that. A shocker! I'm still trying to figure out how I watched an entire hour of this game without falling asleep. Maybe it's just the sheer weirdness, <laughs> as you said, JD.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely how strange it is. You're you get weirdly into it. Okay, so we played Ghost and Goblins on the NES, Code Veronica on the Dreamcast, or X on other consoles. Uh, Medieval 2, PlayStation, Zombie 8, My Neighbors, SNES and Genesis, and D2 on the Dreamcast. So Dreamcast, love today.
2: Joey, favorite and least favorite? Uh, favorite, I guess, be Zombie 8, My Neighbor. That's that's like the only really good one. Uh, least favorite? I have no idea. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <sighs> I guess maybe Ghosts and Goblins? Okay.
0: All right. Colin. Favorite, least favorite.
3: Eh, favorite, no surprise, zombies ate my neighbors. And least favorite, D2. Ooh. I mean, it was unique enough, but it was just deliberately wasting my time, so I, I have to give it a major fail on that.
0: Uh, I'm with Joey, my favorite was Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Least Favorite, Ghosts and Goblins, and then the man who picked the theme.
1: My favorite being Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and my least favorite being all three of the other ones that aren't Ghosts and Goblins. I literally hated them all.
0: Well, wh- which one did you hate the most? I don't
1: know, I have a personal hatred for Resident Evil, but I guess I... Okay,
0: c- so it's Code Veronica, you hate that the
1: Sure. Most. Okay. They all suck.
0: All right, give me your tier scores, Kevin.
1: Uh, zombies Ate My Neighbors, I'm putting an S here. Um, shit, where'd my agenda go? I'm putting an S here. I don't care. Fight me. Uh, my thing went away. Ghosts and Goblins, I'll give a B. Um, it's fun, but you know, not very good. Uh, D. D. Uh, Code Veronica, <laughs> D. D gets the D. <laughs> what am I forgetting? I'm forgetting something. Code Veronica. Medieval and- 2. Medieval 2, eh. C or D I don't know One of those Let's go with C, Put you down for C. Yeah let's go for C C sounds fine
3: Colin uh, Zombies ate My Neighbors Gets an A tier Ghosts and Goblins B uh, Medieval 2 huh. C D2 D And Resident Did Evil You say B or D D D. D gets the D. It the only reason it doesn't get an F is because it looks good and it's weird as shit.
0: Well, you can still play it.
3: <laughs> I can't. I don't have a Dreamcast. Well. And
0: That's not what I meant by you can play it.
3: <laughs> and Resident Evil
2: D. D. Okay, Joey. Uh, Everything but Zombies at My Neighbor gets a D. Um, (laughs) That's easy. (laughs) I'm going to give Zombies a B. Um, I can see with co-op it could potentially be an A, but I didn't play co-op, so it's going to be a B for me.
0: Okay. Uh, I give Ghost and Goblins uh, a harsh F, actually. I find it very unplayable and so punishingly hard, it's not even fun. Hmm. Um, yeah. Code Veronica, I will give a C2, uh, just cause after the two to three hours of bullshit, it gets, it's a good game after that, but that's still, again, the word of the day, inexcusable. Medieval 2, I give a D2, and, uh, I know you guys said C, but, uh, being that it is the sequel, and a sequel should improve upon uh, egregious gameplay mechanics. Medieval 2 did not do that, and then made it worse. So, downgraded. I'm with you, Joey. Zombies 8: My Neighbors gets a B, uh, just because of the a lot of the just little things add up to make it a great game. And, but yeah, the fun factor is what what keeps it away from a C for me. And then D2, I'll give a C, but it's going to aggregate out to a <laughs> D anyways. So <laughs> who cares? <laughs> D2 gets the D. All right. So zombies ate my neighbors gets uh, good reviews across the board. And then everything else is kind of up in the air <laughs> of being bad. Hmm. So yeah, our next episode is my theme pick, which is wrestling video games. Hooray. Ooh. Got all those picked out. We, w- and I will say this, we will be covering uh, the Aki developed titles, AKA the no mercy engine as a topic rather than picking those games in itself. So that's No Mercy, NWO Revenge, Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. And then the other ones are all kind of diff- Are all wrestling games very much different from each other. So there is a purpose to why we picked the games we did. All right. So there you go. I had fun, guys. This was a really fun game to, or a uh, theme to do. This was episode 66 of the Red Leaf Retrocast Zombies. See you next time.
3: Bye now. Bye.